Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website, and frankly, they know what they're doing far better than I or Austin ever did, so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there, you go do that. Follow us on Twitter, at Final Show Films, for updates uh, for all future things, including things that are going on with our website, and going on with the Patreon page, and things that are going on live as we stream them, uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else, so thank you very much for watching, y'all have a good day. There was, there's a, there's and we're live. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Warcraft RPG campaign, Storm, Earth, and Fire. I am William, and I am your Dungeon Master Storyteller for this 5th edition campaign using my Warcraft RPG rules that I worked for a long time at trying to put together. Um, and joining me today, we have John. Hi, I'm John. I'm playing Garrick Cloudspeaker. Uh... Uh, spirit champion of the horde. Yep. And currently wearing a lot of Warsong gear. Yep. And um, full Warsong. Holly. Hi. I am Holly. I'm playing Gianna Flamecarver. <laughs> I almost said Knights of Saint Adrian. Um, no, that's Wednesday. So wrong campaign. <laughs> Not Knights of Saint. Wrong universe. <laughs> um, she's an orc assassin rogue. Don't touch my coke. She's an orc assassin rogue. It's not a coke. It's a vanilla Coke. It's a vanilla cola. It's a Coke. It's the same <laughs> thing. It is, a, it is a generic brand version of Coke. Austin. Hey, I'm Austin. I'm playing a troll. I do troll things. I survive a lot. Uh, I have Snack Friend. Snack Friend is friend to all. His character's name is Jangatal Wildwalker. It says uh, he is wild. wild. <laughs> we need to figure out we need to figure out how to put like a like a like a small overlay under the under the camera spots for like character images just like right there. We've had this talk and it was tried once and it's not. I can I, I have a new idea of how to how to do it. Um, I'll I'll see about. No, the, the trick is that we have to. <laughs> it has to be. You know, it has to be. I have to layer. have I have to take a screenshot of our positions so I can do it. Yeah. Um, and then or make separate little Rudy. images that can that can be shifted. That can be yeah. shifted. Yeah. yeah. Rudy. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm playing Brick uh, Earth Whisper, Thorin Runemaster, uh, specifically a rune, uh, rune knight. Okay. Uh, Actually, I can do that. Yeah, make a little token that can be shifted around. Zachary? Hey, I'm Zach. I'm playing Leaf Ironmender, half war priest of the Holy Light Tinker. One day Zach's hat will not peek into shot. It is not today, though. Yeah, he is a narwhal. It has a horn. Stop, <laughs> please, please, sperm one. 
It's a narwhal. <laughs> uh, a headstand. And I've not seen any other kind of wall with a horn. <laughs> I'm playing uh, Josh, the Goblin Tinker Mystic. Um, and when last we left off with this group, as I feel like I should be wearing headphones for some reason right now, but I, I'm, I'm not. It's Wednesday night. Yeah, I feel, I feel, I like, feel like, I feel like Wednesday. I feel like I should be having giant headphones. I mean, I can go get my headphones in my car if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can go get some Penguin headphones that don't have a cord to them anymore if you just want to wear headphones. Mine are Bluetooth, so they want cord. We're doing um, Wednesday night show. Will we be traveling down the streets of Atlanta? Yeah, we just, we just go straight across to the, to the Sonic. <laughs> And go to, go go down to the Waffle House. Um, as, as which Waffle House? Is Waffle the House. The one, the one, every single corner. corner. The one right down there, which is where the Wednesday night campaign started. The the one in our house. Because <laughs> it's gotten to that point. The Sonic in our backyard. <laughs> but um, when last we left off with this with this group of adventurers, they had joined. They had journeyed. Joined. They had journeyed mm-hmm. into. The former dwarven, former orcan, orcish fortress of Grimbatol, uh, in search of a warsong howling axe to bring back to one warlord Zela to help her with her attempt to push forward and claim the chieftaincy of the Dragonmaw clan away from the current overlord Morgor um, and take back the clan from him to align it with the Horde before the Horde's fleet arrives and is going to in, be in need of Dragon Maw Port. Uh, journeying through, they encountered a surprisingly light um, Twilight's Hammer presence, aside from a few raging elementals and a, some, uh, 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 and a, a flyby from a black dragon. Um, <clears throat> in which they discovered the reason for that was that there was an, another pair of individuals, a human by the name of uh, Dawn Chaser and a night elf by the name of Falloran. Um, There's more than just two. Carving their way through um, the Twilight's Hammer in their own search for something that they seem to have not found here. Um, the party, after managing to find what they were looking for and running across a uh, rather... Um, energetic human uh, who That's a word. <laughs> enlisted their aid in finding his adventuring party. I the, feel the orcs were very restrained in not killing him. I to, took his teddy bear. Trying, <laughs> trying, trying to find I the... It was an enchanted teddy bear of returning, so it didn't even matter. <clears throat> also, that's not killing him. <laughs> uh, after, after assisting him in rescuing the rest of his guild, the tip of the spear, um, they... Parted ways as they left Grim Batol. So that is where we pick up with the group of you making your way out of the fortress. New equipment in hand after having acquired a significant amount of new gear as well. Having, and having swapped my Kodo base back out for a war. Because he wants to eat something. Let's see what's something in his mouth. Silly baby. Here. Eat this. <clears throat> <laughs> no, take the box. Except you're familiar. <laughs> Is he cool yet? Not yet, but he's he's about to crawl. He like he can pull up into the crawling position. 
He can crawl a couple steps and then he flops. Yeah. Beatrice is all over the place and also not standing up. He can slide himself under the couch very well. <laughs> Sorry, we got distracted. Anyway. The parents got distracted. So we, re we return to the group as they're leaving Grim Batol. <clears throat> back on my way. John, don't roll back. So his hand was lit. Shall we return to the Dragon Ball? I believe so. We have what we need. Sure. Unless you want to go back and kill that guy. Uh, could you attend to the thing? Are we resting? Or are we rested yet? What we haven't thing? rested yet. You haven't rested yet. Right. How far is it back to the Dragon Ball? Uh, you've got like a good most of a day's ride. So. Um, was there was there any place between here and there that we spotted that could be a resting place? I mean, once you get clear of the gates and you're no longer within view of Grimbatol. <laughs> Anywhere in the hills would probably be a decent place. You could set up watch and just... Let's find a place to rest. We have fought dragon whelps recently. What am I attuning to? Your claws. Here we have that new claw, remember? Oh, yes! Yeah. Thank Actually, you. We didn't hear yeah. by the dragon whelps. We, tacti we tactically avoided them. Yes. We also... What did we... What did Earth we, elementals. We fought Earth elementals. That was, yes. That's what we fought. Earth elementals. We've recently strained resources, I should say. So, you make your way uh, down past the destroyed uh, gates that also, previously formed to to this armor. <laughs> <laughs> that previously formed defensive walls um, towards Grimbat Hole, and make your way into the hills um, and find a decent spot to set down and rest. You know. I'm not going to make you roll for perception. You you have a you you manage to set up decent watches, and nothing in the area is particularly keen on encroaching on the large group of you. So, you all get a nice rest. There's any conversations you need to have over the course of the evening. Uh, I, I, do any of his items need to be attuned? I don't think so, because I think it was just the just, just, just a spear of lightning. And the shield. Yeah. Um, and the shield of retribution, yeah. So hers, her and her <coughs> claw in my armor is only in my The shield of retribution was not a plus one or anything. Like, it's just the retribution thing. Yeah, it's just the, the, force, know, yeah. the force back. Um... Shield. Is like use a reaction or shield of. You didn't write it down? Apparently not. <laughs> I apologize, I was not quite in it last Sunday. Considering it was two Sundays ago, yeah. <laughs> was it yeah. Three, or three? Two? Two. It was oh. two. Yeah, I'm the last. not quite in it this Sunday either. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't quite in it last Sunday. That's fine. We weren't playing last Sunday. <laughs> That's right. Last Sunday we were at the, the doctor's with a sick child. That was it. Yes, I was in the hospital. So yeah. you definitely weren't in it last Sunday. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um when when you're hit when you're when you're hit with a with a melee attack, you can use your reaction to um, make them make a strength saving throw, DC thirteen, or be pushed twenty feet away and take two D ten force damage. Okay. Not being pushed on a successful save, but still taking half damage. Okay. And yeah, the spear I remember was a plus one and it did one d six lightning damage. I may have not. I may have. No, we did rescue your brother. He's fine. And that that yeah, that, that, that shield that shield has the yeah, shield has um, uh, six charges and regenerates one d six plus one at dawn. Well, Josh, how much did you make off with? 
<laughs> I asked so the GM can tell you. <laughs> Uh, rampaging, uh, rampaging through the twenty gold. I only admit to twenty. You only admit to twenty. <laughs> well, you you made you made about two thousand. Okay. Just ransacking that treasury. <laughs> we saw you ransacking the treasury. Yeah, well, you know, somebody off. somebody had to. And that's that's ju that's just what you didn't separate because I know I told the rest of you a gold amount that you did get. Uh, I think so. And you will be sharing, right? I think the, sure, the, sure. the, the yeah. amount to split was like eight thousand or something. I forgot. Yeah. So you 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 grabbed an you grabbed an extra two thousand on top of that. So you've got an extra ten thousand gold pieces just in your inventory. And I, okay. I I know. So eight thousand divided was how much? It was eight thousand divided six ways is. Yeah. Twelve is like it's closer to twelve hundred. It's not quite that. And no, it's it's closer to thirteen. It's one thousand three hundred and thirty-three gold for four people, and one thousand three hundred and thirty-four gold for two people. Well, she's holding on to your share. I always am. Yeah, and you and you've got. Share. Yeah, so you grab you grab ten thousand uh, total, and right. you gave eight thousand to split. So you've got. Uh, two thousand on top of whatever the split is. Okay. One thousand three hundred thirty-three. Okay. <clears throat> Gareth was busy, like having internal feelings about things. Mm-hmm. About small little hooks that I dangle in front of you. A sword and armor and an axe. Small little hooks. <laughs> when you, when you give me a handful of knives, I gotta use them occasionally. Yeah. No, I refuse. No knives are allowed in this vicinity. Oh, I've already got your knives running around. You just haven't noticed them yet. Knives are made sharp with ponies. Austin, I Austin. feel like you should go lay down. <laughs> Do you need to go lay down? Fine. <laughs> Not just me now. At the, at, the, at the moment where you start slurring like you're drunk, Austin, I feel like you need to go lay down before you're unable to actually go lay down. You already mentioned that it's difficult for you to carry you, so... The floor is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you can always lay on the floor, yeah. <laughs> at the very least, on the couch over there. There's six of us. We could all... <laughs> I was gonna say we can all take a limb. I think that's four Sorry. Yes, five. You can his head. Okay. And then a torso. So six of us. Okay, yeah. Six of us then. Five extremities and his and his core, yes. And we could play light as a feather. <laughs> that might be slightly difficult no, going upstairs. With 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 Austin's condition, it's more operation. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch the walls. <laughs> Seriously, Austin, go lay down. <laughs> and at the very least, over there, so you can still contribute. You can take the iPad with you. Go lay down over there, so that if you fall over, it's you're already you're already horizontal. Don't give me the paper, Austin. Rudy, you're not helping. You see, we're not asking you to give into peer pressure. We're asking you to give into common sense. You see, when I say don't give into peer pressure, they don't typically include your wife as one of the peers. We're not. We're not saying go away and don't play. Just play over there. Where if you pass out, so if you fall over, you don't hit everybody. Yeah. 
Here. You can like stretch out and lay down, can, and then you still part of it. You can even here. You can even take my dice tray with you, so you have that thing to roll. With. I'll be fine. Or you can lay down with the baby. Babies are cute. I like babies. <laughs> <laughs> take dice. One. Take dice. Your iPad and this dice tray and the baby. <laughs> uh, can you get up? Mm-hmm. You just don't want to, clearly. You could get up whenever you want. Do you need assistance getting up? Oh. I'm so fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to clear off the stuff off the couch over here. Austin. Austin, do you need to lay on the couch or go upstairs? Probably go upstairs. Okay. He needs to go upstairs. Yeah. Can you make it upstairs? Yes. Oh, oh, get upstairs, please. Anyway. So he takes a long rest, <laughs> and the rest of us... That's all right. Jongatal continues to not say anything. <laughs> Austin, Austin has made the convenient choice of playing a character who doesn't speak. Just, yes. at the very, just make sure he gets up there, not yeah. helping him. Do you need my assistance? I am so fine. I'm sending Rudy up Do you need my assistance? I'm Rudy up I can support him. most of his weight. Okay. We're sending Rudy up. All right. Oh, boy. Do you want to help with... Okay. So, no, that's done. <laughs> so, uh, in progress. Remember, people, if you have if you have somebody that is that has physical disabilities, to be entirely supportive and force them to take it easy when they need to. <laughs> <laughs> it was closer to your time. Yep. Eleven thirty, not eight. Seven thirty. Sorry. Yeah. Se- <laughs> se- seven twelve. Yeah, it is. Seven. I can't talk. Whatever. Well, are you taking bets? Yeah, remember? I said 7.30, I she said 8. I bet on my husband. Yeah. So you don't want to judge me. <laughs> I beat him with a broom. Really. Well, I threatened to beat him with a broom if he didn't go lay down earlier, but it worked. It was the thing that got him to go lay down. I didn't actually hit him with it. I just held it. I like how you just like... I like how you're that... continually backsliding on this statement with nobody saying anything. I didn't actually beat him. I just... The truth it's will the come only out. thing that got him to lay down. Though. No one's judging you at all. No one has said a word. Even if you had beaten him with the broom, I wouldn't have judged you. Austin, I grew up with him. He was like hunched over in the kitchen and about to pass out. It's like, honestly, if you beat him with the broom, you probably deserved it. Yeah. Okay. If you just Thank say you. with no context that you beat Austin with a broom, I'll by default take your position <laughs> un- until further information is revealed, which will probably justify you anyway. <laughs> what we're saying here is your entire family agrees with you when you when you beat Austin with a broom. <laughs> Anyways, you take a long rest. Any conversations that need to happen over the course of this long rest. We already had them. <laughs> I don't know. You missed them. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> but you give me my talking, money. But talking and... about beating the troll with the brown. <laughs> um, no, I'm just. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna take the. Uh, however much of the long rest my watch is, uh, and in addition to attuning to the armor and the axe for now, um, uh, I'm going to. Study the Bladewind sword. Mm-hmm. So, like, sort of draw it out and investigate it, see what, if there's anything I can learn about it, as well as cleaning it up if it needs to be. Yeah. And it is, it's a keenly crafted blade. The, the design work is elegant. It is that sort of 
curved blade style that the Blade Wind and later the Burning Blade clan made famous among the Horde. But this is a smaller one than the Burning Blade is. Yeah, it's not it's not a two-handed weapon. It's definitely a one-handed. Yeah. It's a longsword equivalent. Um uh, and the the because you know that um, um orcish history axes and spears were the primary weapon type that most orcs preferred swords didn't really come into play widespread until the until the horde formed yeah um then they started picking up the use of swords because their targets were humanoids not beasts um but the blade wind even before then had a sort of <clears throat> a martial stance and a practice that led them to wielding more elegant edged weapons. Even, even among hunting beasts, it was part of the challenge for them was the, was the art of the sword involved in hunting animals. Um, which is part of how the horde learned to make swords was from the blade wind, um, and other blacksmithing clans that, that had access to that kind of knowledge and skills. Um, as well as what they learned from the Burning Legion, but not that anyone knew that at the time. Mm. Um, but the the craftsmanship on this on this particular piece is masterful. Is there a maker's mark? Um, as you sort of inspect it, um, there's not anything on the on the edge of the blade, and so you sort of turn it around and look at the look down at the pommel at the base of the at the base of the pommel, and there is a um, a small, um, stylized A that looks like it's been that stylized to look like a series of carved of carved sword strikes. Do I recognize this finger mark? Um, roll me history. Four, four. Um, there is a. F- it's enough to tell you that you do recall the one of the famous Bladewind Smiths, um, Akara. The Akara Bladewind um, was one of one of the um, family of the of the chieftain of the Bladewind clan. Was one of the clan's most famous blacksmiths, um, and his line was some of the finest blacksmiths and swordsmen of the clan. Um, but if this is Akara's work, then it's some of the last remaining heritage of the of the line of chieftains of the Bladewind. It's said there's there are rumors that there are at least a couple Bladewind clan members left. Obviously, you're one of them. Um. So, some if there if there is anyone left of the Bladewind clan aside from you, they might know more. Okay. So I'm holding. I'm holding. Basically, I'm holding the the symbol of authority of Blaine Clan, the former Blaine Clan, as close to as close to one as currently still exists. Okay. Because this this might not have been a chieftain's blade, but it was a blade made by a chieftain's kin. Um, what was the Blaine Clan symbol? I forgot. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's on the blade, but. Da, 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 da. It's just like a sword, like going through a. <laughs> I believe. Yeah, I don't think they ever had like a defined in-game symbol. So yeah, for me, um, the the symbol is just going to be 
um, the arc, I'll say it, it, it evolves. The Bladewind clan symbol was what sort of evolved into the Burning Blade clan symbol. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the Bladewind clans is a sword at a diagonal, sort of upright as if mid-strike with the, the trail of clouds and wind and wind tracing okay. following behind it. As opposed to fire. Yeah. Um, which is the which on the sword is reflected on the side of the blade with the sort of the wind pattern that 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 goes uh, across the blade. You've been you've been you've been uh, making our taverns, right? Yeah. And the addition to my the addition to my Hashimoto. Or Hashimoto. I mean, at this point, we've had like a few weeks or something since we started this. So yeah, can we just say that I've done all that or roll for that? Or... Roll me a quick tailoring check. With your spirit. Did you roll a natural 20 on your tailoring check? That was a 10, not a 20. Oh, no. sorry. Oh, I saw the zero. I couldn't make out the first number. Yeah, that'll be 17. 17? All right. Um, yeah, you, you've probably got enough tabrets for the group. Um, along with... A sash for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like half a cloak, kind of. Um, leaf. Could you do me a favor? Of course. What is it? Uh, pulling off the the sashimono and planting it in the ground. Uh, I'm going to use the stick to sort of just to draw out the blade wind symbol on the in the ground. Mm -hmm. Could you add this into my sashimono? And I've all so I recognize that design on the blade as well and everything. Uh, the design itself is not on the blade, but the the blade itself has sort of a wind pattern across the edges mm -hmm. of it. Of course. Black thread on the red should probably would suffice. All right, I can do that. Thank you. I'll go ahead and... Just like underneath the horn logo. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can start looking it out and measuring it out and everything. Yep. That'll be easy to accomplish. In fact, you might be able to accomplish it over the course of the evening. Go ahead and roll another tailoring check with your with your agility this time. Oh, that makes it lower. But eighteen. Eighteen? Yeah. Over the course of over the course of the long rest, you could have that applied. Cool. What was the symbol of the war song? Uh, the war song symbol is just like the the screaming face. Yeah. I'm wearing the rubber. I need to have that. Actually. I, uh, Another project for the future, but adding that in, like, right next to it. Basically, the idea is that it's, like, Horde symbol, these two symbols, yeah, and, it's, then the, it's, and then our guild symbol. Yeah, it's right. Underneath. Like, right here. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's just the, the sort of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the howling face. It's the howling face backed by two axes. Yeah. Um, so, and then explaining, basically, like, so, like, the end result is the Horde symbol, these two particular clan symbols, and then our extension to the Sashimono <laughs> underneath it. So that it's then our then our guild image. Makes sense. That's all I need to do. Was just request those two additions to my statue model. So, um, and also we need to figure once Holly gets back, we'll figure out what her claws do. I don't know if you ever said what the claws do. I believe they established how they do an amount of extra lightning damage, but I think there was... Yeah. Yeah. I knew that was the spear, but I didn't know if that was also the claws. Okay. Yeah, I assume they were both electric in some respect. 
to know they were the throwing the electric kind. <laughs> you can throw the electric ball. But, so you all complete your long rest and awaken the next morning and prepare to ride out. <clears throat> we make for the Dragon Moor camp now. Oh, make for your meeting spot at the very least. That or whatever, wherever the meeting spot was. Yeah. Which I assume would have been Dragon Maw Camp. Vaguely near the Dragon Maw Camp, yes. Yeah. Because Dragon Maw, Port Dragon Maw is not currently friendly to you. So you have you had a meeting spot outside of outside of the camp where you set up where you set up a, a smoke signal. Still heading to that general direction. Is it not? Why is it not thrown to us? Because its current because chieftain old. is a fell orc. <clears throat> I missed that whole thing. Okay, yeah. Yes. That was part of the you could fill that was part of the when I asked to be filled in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The Dragon Maw don't really like us, so we need to in some way, convince them to be on our side before a large uh, supply convoy has to go to that port. And basically the way that we're convincing them is by indirectly committing a coup by aiding uh, uh, one of the lieutenants or captains or whatever yeah. um, in uh, claiming succession through a duel. Yeah, because the last time... That's why right, we're getting her the Enchanted the, Axe, so the, she can win the duel. The last, the last um, bit of information I recall was we were at the Dragon Ball camp and we went to save all the prisoners, then we saved the prisoners, and I don't know what happened after that. Yeah, Blood, yeah. Blood, Gulch, okay. isn't, Blood Gulch isn't strictly a Dragon Maw camp. It's a horde camp. There are some Dragon Maw members there that are working with you. Okay. But the Dragon Maw as a clan are not on your side because their current, their current chieftain... Is a fell orc by the name of Morgor. Okay, so we're going to Blood Gulch. Morgor. Morgor. As in, as in, as in, gore. More of it. More gore. Yeah. Um, I would have included proper nouns in my recap, but I didn't bring my laptop, and that's why I have all my proper nouns. Yeah. So and <laughs> so you you, can... you met with you met with Warlord Zela outside yeah. of Dragon Maw Port, and she basically said, "I can get I can give you the Dragon Maw Clan if you can get me the equipment I need to beat Morgor and Makora." Okay. What so yeah, I we're going to go to that meeting. Yeah. You're not a Dragon Maw member. <laughs> so head to the meeting place. Yeah. So you take the ride and uh, return and light the smoke signal. And a short while later, um, Zela, along with the other black, the the other Dragon Maw orc that you saw earlier, uh, Gregor. Um, both arrive um, sort of their their wolves pull up to, to the fire as the smoke is burning high and Zayla looks across the group of you I see you've returned and with the axe as requested we reach down to the uh, reach down to the, the belt loop and <laughs> looking all, probably looking like like a War song orc straight out of a battle because I'm wearing their armor now. <laughs> Zayla approaches and kind of walks up next to you, and again, you've this is the second time that you that you've seen her up close, and the sort of the the pale sort of ash gray skin of the dragon maw, and their sort of faintly glowing yellow eyes with this the series of of. Um, the mohawk is formed of a series of, of tails. The trihawk. Yeah. Um, and she sort of 
looks you up and down, offers a nod, and sort of reaches out to take the axe from you. Put it in her hand without letting go immediately. This is the honor of the Warsaw. And it is an honor that I accept. Let go. She <laughs> takes it. With this in hand, I should be able to bring Morgor down without issue. Uh, Mokgoraz are one-on-one -on -one combat, right? Yes. Yeah. Would you have us stand behind you for the Mokgoraz? I would have you enter the gates with me as a symbol of those in power who stand with the true Dragon Maw, not some demon-riddled pretender. Did, does she have a banner, for like her own banner for the Dragon Maw? Yeah, she has the Dragon Maw banner with her. Okay. Uh... Uh, would you like to join our banner to yours, then? If you would ride beside me. I was thinking, of because uh, when, 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 when clans that use banners, like, unite, they basically, like, will attach the banner to each other, hmm. so that it's, it's one banner. Even if it's not, like, sewn together, it's still one banner. Hmm. But at the moment, we are still the Dragon Maw, but we ride together. To show that we stand as allies. We're the wolf back. Um, do you have the stats for your new clone? I think I wrote them down. What's it called? The Herney Claw. Um, I don't know if I gave you a name for it or not. Something nose picker? Um, nope, I do not have it written down. I don't think I got the stats for it. Yeah. Um, the It was after the game session. Okay. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a Frost Wolf Claw, um, and it deals an extra 1d6 lightning damage on top of the regular damage of the claw. How much? 1d6. And it's a plus 1 claw. So it would be... So it'll be 66. so you put your frost with Paul there. Yeah. So it, it by itself does two d six, and then your sneak attack added onto it. Okay. okay. Uh, Plus one for being a magic weapon. Cool. It's going to be a plus ten to hit. Because okay. plus one adds it to the attack bonus as well. And it's going to be one d six. Is it 2d6? Well, it's 1d6. 1d6. Plus, plus 6. Plus 6 is what, yeah. 7? No, 1d6 plus 6. Slashing. 1d6 plus 6. Yeah. This is the slashing damage. Okay, sorry. 1d6 plus 6. And then underneath that, 1d6 okay. lightning. You have to separate them out because things might be resistant to the lightning damage, but not to the slashing. Okay, but then I add that to my. Yeah, you add the, you add them whenever you roll. And then your sneak attack goes on top of that at the yeah, end. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Okay, what's my sneak attack by itself? It's it's right there, which is already listed, okay. so you don't have to. You don't have to so I'm that. adding that to that. When you get back to when, when I yeah when yeah. I back some. This no, is your this is your normal attack. Right. You back you back. Okay. Sorry. Thank <laughs> it's you. Okay. Yes. When you when you when you backstab, I think you're at what forty six right now, five d six. So you'd be rolling seven dice when when you backstab. That's awesome. One of which is lightning, so you have to keep a track of that. Yeah. So. Um. 
Yeah. Oh, that was the other thing that it can do. Uh, you can cast Shocking Grasp with it. How many times? Uh, it's a cantrip forever. Yeah, but it's an item. So yeah, but it it can cantrip. Okay. It gives it damage to Shocking Grasp yeah. at the moment. Two d eight. Yeah, and the uh, it uses it uses your um, intelligence for cast. Or, no, it uses your spirit for casting. So you have you would just have a plus four to hit with it. Okay. Because it's a Shaman's weapon. Gotcha. Is that 2d8 plus anything? Just 2d8. It's not 2d8 like in damage. Alright. It goes up to 3d8 in two uh, levels. Yeah, level 11. Okay. But Shocking Grasp is useful if you need to, say, stop something from hitting things because it takes away their reactions when you hit them with it. Also gets advantage if they're wearing metal. Yep. Like humans. Yep. <laughs> also, you can sneak attack with it because it's technically an attack roll. Yeah. Awesome. You can. Uh, no, sneak attack. Oh, it's weapon. It's weapon, weapon attacks. Attack. Yeah, that's right. You can yeah. Sneak attack with it. Unless you are a uh, arcane trickster, can sneak attack with spells. I don't know if they can. I believe it's one of their abilities for arcane trickster. Not relevant at the moment. Though, yeah. So. <laughs> um, but yeah. So. We ride. Yeah, so the, the group of you mount up. What? Well, there's skeleton things. Nope. You do have some skeletal war horses. Oh, yeah, you got a couple of you have skeletal horses. I have a warg. Okay. I have a large white warg. Yep. Um, so, what is white or red, I wonder, actually? It's a spirit. It's a. It's a it's the fine. It's the paladin's fine steed. So it's a divine. It's a divine mount. But yeah, it's prob. It's probably Snow White. Yeah. Okay. Maybe with a faint blue tinge. Um, but you mount up and ride, and as you as you ride down the slope towards Dragon Maw Port, more of it comes into view, and you can see that it is a was at one point a fortress on the water. Uh, definitely a strong, um, at least formerly was a strong and well-defended, well-built fortification. You can see signs of disrepair as you approach, like it hasn't quite had the supplies or at least the attention given to it to keep it fully up to snuff. You can see that there are, there are areas where small holes or rips in the wall haven't been tended to or where... Um, covered roofing has not been properly upkept, and so it's starting to okay. fall in. Um, there's the there's just the, the general sense that there's this place has seen better days as you approach. Um, and Zela sort of rides up close, and you see. Uh, <clears throat> One of the orcs on the wall manning it sort of looks down at the group that's approaching and calls out, Zela! You bring strangers into the camp! The chieftain will have their heads! And Zela sort of calls up, The chieftain won't be chieftain much longer! Cop, announce to the announce to the camp! I invoke Makora! And the, the other orc sort of, <laughs> We knew this day was coming. <laughs> 
and he sort of reaches over and blows a horn. And sort of after a couple of after a couple of blows, he sort of bellows out, "We have a challenge!" And the the uh, <laughs> ding. Sorry, my <laughs> challenge. The ding. There's your challenge. <laughs> quest quest marker rises up. <laughs> and the the camp immediately sort of comes to life almost as you pass through the gates, and you can see that there are orcs who were who had previously been. I will. Or, or who have previously been milling about or just performing menial tasks or setting down what they're doing and beginning to gather. Um, as the the uh, the entire camp's population is sort of rising and seeing what's going on as you pass by. There's murmurs and whispers from several of these sort of these gray-skinned, yellow-eyed orcs that are watching all your group as you pass by, some of them in awe, some of them with sort of faint frowns of disapproval, but all of them sort of staying back and seeing what's going on as your war party sort of rides through the camp. And Zayla sort of standing tall... <clears throat> As the as the the group sort of maneuvers through, you come towards the center. Of, you come towards the center of the camp, um, where there is a large central building that is decorated. It has the usual sort of horde construction of being made out of stone and large pieces of bone that sort of form the very like the 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 the. the the structure of the roof, the supports on the roof are made of large animal bone that sort of curve out the outside and form these sort of bone spikes on the edges. But on top of that has been decorated with skulls of various dragons and humanoids. Um, and it's definitely been decorated beyond the initial construction and some of it has been painted with blood. Um, and it has this more than the usual orcish construction has a very aggressive and malevolent appearance and mean to it um and you can only surmise that this would be the the chieftain's home um and as the uh as the party is uh moving into the center an individual steps out of that tent of that of that of that structure um, and it's a jarring sight for all of you because not even you have seen this level of corruption in an orc before. This individual that steps down is, is a hulking figure in heavy brown and burnished bronze plate mail, uh, with spikes across the shoulders and a heavy head guard that rises up above the top of the shoulders to protect the head from the sides. This individual, their skin is blood red. And that's not paint. That is the coloration of their skin. Are they an orc? Yes. Um, and their eyes are a similar bright red coloration with an eerie fell glow to them. Uh, they're normal, normal, normally orcs just have like the pair of tusks and maybe a smaller pair next to them. This individual's face is just a, uh, cavalcade of just horrendous, spiked, angry teeth that don't quite seem to fit in their jaws. Just this series of angry tusks jutting out from their lower mouth. Was I already... <laughs> 
Was I already gone from the war zone by the time that happened in Oh yeah. War? Oh yeah. And even then, the Chaos Orcs were nowhere near as deformed as a Fell Orc is. They just turned red. Yeah. Nowhere near as mutated as a, as a true Fell Orc seems. And there's these there's this ridge of spikes that seems to run down his back that emerges even out from under the armor. And his jaw, like aside from aside from the massive fangs, is also like a pair of spiked protrusions so right here on the sides of his we, jaw. We so. found someone who is sized to me how I am sized to them. Yes. <laughs> Are these like metal? Like, no, these are these. On? This is part of his face. There's like okay, yeah, this is just part of his face. Yeah. He has he has demon horns coming out of him. Okay, he's a wow. fell orc. He's a what? He's a fell orc. Okay. Did he trip? One hour. Many times. One hour. <laughs> and I imagine if he trip, he'd probably break the floor before his face. <laughs> <laughs> and. In his in his right hand, he is holding. Sized to me, how I'm sized <laughs> to you. <laughs> in, in his in his right hand, he's holding a vicious looking great axe made of this sort of gleaming steel material. The cent the center of the head is shaped in the form of a skull, and the two and the two axe blades off of the side of it seem to be permanently dripping blood. <laughs> Mutter Tezela, are you sure you want to face him one on one? <laughs> Zayla kind of looks over at you. This is my fight. I'm going to cast a predissertation. What's that? I'm going to cast a predissertation. Predissertation. Yeah. What are you going to do with it? It's just going to annoy him with a little buzzing sound behind his head once in a while. <laughs> and you see, you see his face just kind of scowls, and you see his hand go up and. <laughs> but it's still buzzing. Yeah. But it stops for a little while, yeah, but, kind of, but then, yeah, it did. I'm, I'm just going to keep doing that the rest of the hour. irritated. <laughs> small noise. As he approaches, So, you seek to challenge me, Zayla. Not me, her. And he, he, sort of looks over at, he sort of looks over at Zayla. And uh, you, even his voice sounds like his jaw doesn't quite fit right. Like he's, his words are just ever so slightly slurred just by the sheer size of the teeth in his mouth getting in the way of the way that he speaks. Uh, and he sort of hefts the axe. And you wish to invoke Makarah. And he brings the axe up and points it forward. Then ready yourself, for when I butcher you, I will hang your corpse from my hall for all to see, and know that none can oppose Morgor. A little bit further back, uh, leading over to, Sh uh, to Shiona. Mm. This is the fate that our people wished for before the Third War. It's Thankfully, it did not come to pass. Um, and Zayla kind of pulls the axe that she's had time to attune to over the course of the ride and kind of looks up. I don't just fight to bring you down. I fight to restore the honor of the Dragon Maw that you have destroyed. So come, Morgor. When I hang your head from the chieftain's hut, all will know that the dragon maw bow to no demons. 
And so the fight begins. As she, because um, she mentioned that there is space for someone to, for a shaman to issue like some kind of to bless. Spell yeah. Longer. Did anyone? Did she have someone to do that, or did someone do that? No yet? one has done that yet. I'm going to go ahead and uh, cast because I actually don't have that many good buff spells. I'm going to go ahead and actually, cast bless on her. Cool. Um. Yeah, no. All of my all of my shaman spells are offensive in nature, and the one that I could cast wouldn't help because she already has a magic weapon. <laughs> so, sort of say a little bit quietly. The life holds no love for those who use fell energies like this. She she holds her axe out to you for your blessing, and you kind of run your hands across it and feel the light energy sort of fade into the weapon and into her as Morgor kind of looks and sort of smirks and just spits off to the side. I need no blessing. Bring your weapon! Um, I'm going to position myself with my back facing the fight um, between them and any of the Dragon Maul that might want to get close. Mm -hmm. Just as a, as a very visible barrier on the ward, weapon not drawn, back to the fight. So, uh, the fight begins as Zayla and Morgor immediately rush into the fray. Zayla has a serious amount of fire and, and experience, but Morgor, as you can tell immediately, is a veteran of countless battles. Um, he's, fought, he's fought long and hard, not just in this world, but in Outland. And the battle is not one-sided, but definitely seems to be one that... It's a, it's a hill that Zayla has to climb. Uh, but she's giving it her all and is pushing against Morgor. But as the fight is going on, everyone go ahead and roll me perception checks. Mm -hmm. 16. Natural 20. 26. 20. 14. 14. 14. 10. 10. Yeah. 20. 20? Oh. Okay, now you're just blocking the views. <laughs> Fine. He likes to block us. He doesn't think we're important. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, just probably blocking, like, directly Holly's face. <laughs> Not quite, but it's right oh. next to it. Now it's blocking Holly's face. <laughs> You're a normal one. Your dreams have come true. Zach, take it down. It's one definition of take it down. Huh? This is the way it works. Yeah, it's not blocking anyone. Um, but uh, so, uh, with, uh, 17 on there. So, uh, Brick and Shiana. Uh, the two of you, as you're watching this fight unfold, as you're watching the crowd and sort of making sure you can, there's an, the, the crowd has started to chant at this point for whoever they think. There's there's a, there's a fairly even distribution at the moment between Morgor and uh, well, I'll begin and Zayla doing the 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 guard dog pacing. Yeah, yeah, back and forth. Yeah, um, but Shiana and Brick, you notice as you're sort of looking around, a few orcs beginning to climb onto rooftops. Uh, as you as you look around, you sort of get a view. Some of them are just climbing up to get a better view, but you can see at least a couple that have bows slung over their shoulder. 
and you're not certain that they have no intent to use them as they sort of sit and watch. How many? There's two that you can see at the moment. Are they on the same rooftop or something? There are ones over here, ones over here. Yeah, I'll point them out to the, to the other one, to everyone else. It doesn't seem like he cares for a fair fight. Um, and okay. Shiana's gone, and I'm, I'm she's going to stealth yeah, over stealth. there. How, I'm going to stealth. stealth the other direction. How, how close are they to, to the battle? They're at a decent shot from a longbow. So I'm not going to... Uh, this isn't going to necessarily affect them, but they are going to... Actually, no, it might, because it doesn't have a range. Uh, I'm going to basically look up at the ones that are with, with bows that have been pointed out, and let loose a war a war song scream. Yeah, and the the, the actual range on it is thirty feet around. It's thirty feet around. So yeah, so it's not going to affect them. But I'm just going to let I'm going to let that demonically on do that that sort of demonically terrifying scream let loose with the knowledge that I can see you fuckers <laughs> and see if it causes them to rethink their their I'm course. Stealth the other direction okay. from wherever she goes. I'm going the other direction. Yeah. So you roll stealth. You roll stealth. Seventeen. I don't know if you want me to roll an intimidation 20, check or anything. Twenty-seven. Go ahead and roll an intimidation. See if I can make them back down without them having to kill anybody. Uh, that's 24. 24. And actually, you're close enough that Morgor needs to make that roll. <laughs> he could probably make it. It's only DC 13, but still. It's a Christmas save. I mean, he has to use one of his legendary resistances because he fails horribly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the you, you sort of rear back and sort of slam the, the, the chest of this armor and you feel this energy welling within you and you sort of open your mouth and this inhuman, this massive bellowing roar that is only heard from the likes of those of Hellscream's line. Just this it sort of echoes across the the area um, sort of bellows out. Do any of the people watching run away? Yeah, like the, the, the crowd the crowd immediately sort of shies back as you as you issue that, that roar. Who did you? Me. Yeah, and the uh, the those on those on the uh, on the rooftop sort of seeing that sort of hesitate for a second and sort of take up sort of reassure themselves that they're on a roof and far away from you. Um <laughs> As Morgor Morgor stumbles for a second, hearing that, but then immediately rushes back into the fight. So the the, the ones with the longbows are they still so are they maintaining the position? Yeah. Okay. They're pretty decent. Pretty decent distance. Yeah. They're 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 at a decent shot for a longbow. They're at like a hundred feet at the very least. Okay. How how, how, how high are they? Longbows probably wouldn't work. Anyway. Probably about. So, on, they're on a, they're we know on, that they've snuck off. So yeah. they're on the roof. They're on the roof of a one-story building. So probably about fifteen feet, maybe twenty feet up. Okay. If my warning didn't, if my warning didn't scare them off, they're about to have a more pressing issues. <laughs> Mark of flying on both of us. Okay. Just in case. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna fly up. Okay. And be above them, mm-hmm. looking down at them. You you act you press one hand to you and one hand to him and that t- that sigil appears on both of you and begins to glow. I'm I'm going to maintain my position for now, but I'll, I I have the ability currently. And you know, just fly straight up, making sure they can see me, and just kind of look down yeah. as the the torrent sort of hovers in the air and stares at them. <laughs> um. So you two are stealthing. What are you up to? Uh, I'm going up on one of the rooftops. I'm going to sneak up 
behind one. Uh, roll me acrobatics. Okay. Just for climbing. What are you up to? I'm gonna do the same on the other side. Okay. Um, is it gonna? Did they just go up the go up the walls or? Yeah, it looks like it looks like they, they climbed their way up. Just climbed up. Okay, so it's gonna be like a athletics or acrobatics, whichever one you want. Acrobatics. Okay. Cool. Uh, twenty-one. Nice. So yeah, the two the two of you sort of deftly scramble your way up the buildings and sort of climb up behind them as they're sort of focused on the fight and what's going on. You can see that they're both they're both dragon maw orcs. They've sort of in a kneeling position with the bow slung over their shoulders, just sort of just like one hand on it, uh, sort of keeping an eye on what's going on. And at this at this point. Zayla is sort of getting the upper hand as she begins to push Morgor back, especially with the with a slight stumble that he had when when Garrick released his roar. Uh, she's sort of beginning to press the upper hand, and you can see uh, the one in front of you, especially uh, Shiana, is sort of pulling the bow off of his shoulder and just sort of readying it. And, like a bitch. <laughs> <clears throat> and she will go up behind him and backstab. All right, roll me an attack with advantage because he doesn't know you're there. Uh, 21. Yes, roll me your damage. You're an assassin. He's surprised. This is definitely a critical hit. So roll. So, so instead, you roll. Uh, you roll uh, 14d6. Or just roll 7d6 and double it. 14d6 is more fun. It is, yeah. you know, I'm going to try. <laughs> it is, it is more fun to roll. Do you, have enough, do you have enough d6s, though? I we will find them. I have tons of d6s. 6, 10, 11, 13, 14. Wait, what was it? 14 14 okay, so, Wait, what, which one is your lightning damage? Um, the red die is taking Yeah, I was going to do the red. Yeah. I'll do the red die. That red die is pretty good for me. Actually, well, two of them are going to be your lightning damage because that's yeah. Um, so the red die and I'll do the red and the silver metal one. Okay. The red die is mine. No red die. No, the red no, that's one of the ones that Zachary gave me, I believe. Yeah. Oh, never mind. No, it's not. It's yeah, mine. Never mind. Oh. This is my red die. Never that's mind. Yours. Sorry, I was looking at another one of his. Yeah, for the metal. Ten, fifteen. Kill him with a red And then all of that <laughs> plus uh, six. Twenty-two. So. 20. Okay, hold on. Mm. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> the assassin counts up their critical hit, their critical hit damage. Um, that's the fun of being an assassin is when they don't know you're coming, free crits. Okay, that's plus. So all that plus six. Six, six is fifty-three. Fifty-three points of damage in one go. <laughs> Does it just blow him off the roof? Yeah. So you you sort of. Uh, as as he pulls his bow off of his shoulder and sort of brings it forward, swaps it into his other hand, pulls an arrow off and sort of begins to pull back on the bowstring, you just sort of slide up behind him and just very gracefully snake your arm around the front of his neck and just kind of lean in, hi, and just rip his throat out with the with the claws. No, before she does that, she whispers, "Damn it." <laughs> I, so, as the body drops, I draw, I reach back and I draw the blade wind sword mm. and point it at that and call out If any other blade, if any other dragon maw cowards wish to interfere with the Mok Gorah, 
than all the might of the horde, the blade wind, and the war song will crash down upon you. Do the rest of you feel so brave? I'm going to go ahead and uh, cast. Uh, does the priest prestidigitation? I forget what it's called again. Uh, does that thaumaturgy? Yeah, thaumaturgy. Can that amplify other people's noise? Yes, that can amplify. That can amplify his voice. Yes, it's three times louder and booming and echoing. So it sounds like the scream I just did a second ago. Precisely. A little bit, yeah. Uh, do I get another intimidation check? Sure, with advantage because he's helping you. <laughs> Uh, 23. Yeah, so the, uh, as uh, the crowd definitely seems to be, um, cowed to a, to, to a certain extent by the other archer. Yeah, so as, as you, as you reach the rooftop, you can see the, that Shiana deals with the first one and the other archer sort of looks up, sees, sees his backup fall and had, like, had the boat drawn and just kind of, <laughs> kind of puts, sort of slowly slides the bow back onto his shoulder. I'm just kind of stay hidden behind him, or just kind of stay silent. Yeah, so just sort of keep an eye on him. Yeah. Shannon will just stare at him <laughs> with the claws. And if he even moves, you're just going to drop a flea bomb down his pants. So. So I was gonna blow him off the roof with a thunder wave. So, <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> seeing seeing no seeing nobody like resisting that that command, the sword goes back. <laughs> yeah. And it's at this at this point the fight is pushing again into Zayla's favor as she seems to be able to take the upper hand, especially with the amount of with the amount of force that you've taken off uh, of of Zayla and with with her pretend with the ambush, um, actually out of curiosity, does I don't know I don't know what role it would be, but would that also apply like any sort of like inspiration, like like f force of like <clears throat> support to Zayla? Potentially, I don't know if I need to make a role for that, but. Um, but those of you who are still on the ground near the battlefield, uh, those of, those of you who are still on the ground near the battlefield, can go ahead and make another perception check. Though your head's too round. I know. Natural twenty. Nice. I think it's only me. It's me and Leaf are the only ones on the ground near the battle still. If you want to make a perception check, and you can also as well, Brett, because you're floating above it. Floating up, up top. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That is. A twenty-five. Cool. You have natural twenty. Natural twenty. What does that make it? Twenty. Twenty. I have a plus zero modifier to represent. That's plus seven. Nine. Okay, you're you're too busy watching the crowd. But I cast shaman spells, but I'm not a shaman. Yeah. So, the two of you, as you're watching in the middle of this fight, as as Zayla is sort of getting the upper hand, she brings her. She brings her axe up and readies it and brings begins to bring it down, but as as uh, as uh, um, Morgor sort of leaning back on the ground, he reaches down, grabs a fistful of sand, and throws it into her face. Uh, and as she as she staggers back from the from the surprise attack, uh, as she's unable to see what's going on, you see Morgor sort of reach into the back of his belt and grab a vial and slam it against the head of his axe. So it's a bot bomb. <clears throat> When did I see that? Yes, with your natural twenty. When I cast 
sanctuary, does it make something visible? Yes, it sort of forms a sort of shield of light around someone. Uh, I turn, and I, this is going to provide him cover for whatever he's going to do. Uh, I'm going to let loose another scream from the harness, mm -hmm. and uh, what are the rules of Magmara? Uh, it is, strictly speaking, um, this one's a little light on the rules, because normally it's 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 no armor, one weapon, blessed by a shaman of your choice to the death. Um, but they're still keeping their armor on because it's not really like they don't have, they don't have the time to get set up in the full ritual. But it's one weapon, blessed by a shaman, not one weapon with poison added. No, generally speaking, poison is frowned upon. Yeah. Um, what would that what would that do to them? <laughs> what would like what would the rules say? What should happen at that point? It's difficult to say. In most clans, that's a disgrace and would be looked down upon, and the person would be considered a disgrace whether they won or not. Um, and in some clans, they would just be killed. But you know that this has actually already happened. Um, it wasn't intentional and it wasn't knowledgeable, but uh, in the Matt Garab between Garrosh, Hellscream, and, and Karen Bloodhoof, uh, Magatha Grimtotem managed to get herself to position as Garrosh's shaman, and poisoned his axe without his knowledge. Yeah, but that was that was outside that was outside interference. Yeah, um, but that one sort of Garrosh took it as a personal insult to his honor, and a lot of the horde sort of had a negative response to it. Um, but it, the Matt Garrosh still held true because I mean, Karen's dead because of it. Yeah. So and you can't take that back. Um, so he crashed. So he's just taking this little vial and crashing against his axe. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and, as soon as I see that, thaumaturgy to create an incredibly loud glass breaking and then sizzling sound at that poison to draw as much attention to it as possible. All right. Uh, and so I'll let this another scream. Mm -hmm. And uh, what was it? Morgor? Was yeah. It? Yeah. Poison is a coward's weapon, Morgor. <laughs> It has no place in a mock garab. Uh, he does make a save. Uh, and so he, he sort of rushes forward and brings his axe up to sort of strike it down at Zayla. She's sort of blinded by the sand. But Hopefully she got enough of a warning. Yeah, yeah so, but she, with her with her eyes still caught and one hand still um, still sort of cleaning her eyes out. And, and still making a bit of a sizzling noise. Yeah, as, as, as the, the shattering sound is amplified and the axe is sizzled and your verbal warning goes out. She sort of, uh, with her eyes still still blind, as she hears the axe coming and just rolls to the side, and so the axe digs into the dirt. Uh, she finally manages to clear her eyes and looks up. Ah. So, demons don't make you strong, they make you cowardly. As, as Morgor sort of, sort of abandoning any sense of rationale or sentience, just sort of becoming a, a bestial berserker as he rushes forward and brings his axe up and sort of brings it down. As the, uh, as, as, uh, Zayla sort of brings her axe up and catches the, the hook of his axe and then brings a boot up and plants it in his chest and forces back and sends his axe flying away into the into the dirt behind her. Brings her axe up, spins it over her head, and brings it down. And as it comes down, it issues a sort of keening wail as it cuts through the air, as it strikes down, and there's this 
howling noise, sort of similar to what the armor gives off, as it digs down and slams into Morgor's chest. And as as it digs in, he sort of... As the axe digs into his torso, he sort of grabs it by the haft and leans forward into the blow as, as, as he leans in towards Zela. You are weak, and the Dragon Maw will die under your rule. And she... And she sort of leans in towards him as well. No, the Dragon Maw are reborn under my leadership. And she brings the axe back and drives it into his neck and slams him down into the ground and his head rolls across the sand as she presses down and severs his head from his shoulders and brings the bloody axe and just, For the Dragon Maw! And for the Horde! As she brings her axe up and the rest of the crowd, sort of seeing this moment of victory, sort of brings their own arms and slams chests. There's a sound of slamming chests and stomping feet as the crowd sort of joins in. For the Dragon Maw! For the Horde! And you can hear the, you can hear the, the crowd echoing that chant. To sort of nod to our, uh, the one that I can see and the one that I can't, uh, assassins on the roofs. <laughs> one of which is dead. Yeah. No, no, so the, the, uh, the, one the, the R2, R2 assassins. Mm -hmm. yeah, what is the guy in front of me? He's, uh, pretty calm at this point. Yeah, he sort of, he's, okay. he sort of resigned himself to this position. I, I, I sort of, him on the back. He sort of jumps for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Sort of looks down at you. Good sort of, battle, sir. Good battle. <laughs> sort of scowls for a second and then just looks back to what's going on down at the, down in the square. I will dismount off the warg uh, and approach Zayla. No fault. And she sort of slicks her hair back and is sort of falling out of place as the, the, the three tails that form up her mohawk are sort of falling loose and her hair is just kind of wild and frayed for a second. She looks back up and sort of hefts the the other warrior, the, the Morgor's axe and sort of offers it to you. Was it, how, does it look corrupted or is it just an axe? Uh, it looks like it is constantly bleeding. We'll take it. <laughs> Um, could I get any sort of knowledge roll on this? Uh, it'd be like, Arcana. Does it seem like it's a fell axe? That'd be Arcana. Because okay. I don't have Identify. Six. Uh, it doesn't seem... It certainly doesn't seem nice, but it's not like oozing any fell whispers or any evil, like, um, like corruption. There's no fell fire on it. It just... It seems like it might not be the friendliest of enchantments, yeah. um, but it doesn't necessarily seem fell. So, take it and then hold it up indicating a yeah. cross axe. Yeah, she sort of crosses the Warsong Howling Axe against yours. For the Horde. For the Horde. And not a moment too soon, she says, indicating out to uh, out to the, the the horizon of the ocean, where you can begin to see red sails on the horizon. And it looks like your war chief got a little impatient. <laughs> this is uh, our war chief is still Garrosh, right? Yes, they do tend to do that. The hell scream will not want to wait on other schedules. Ready the port! She calls out to the rest of the dragon maw. We've got new allies incoming. Oh, okay. 
Okay, sorry. What? I, I, I was gonna, I couldn't remember who is that coming now. Oh, our, our yeah. garage hell screen. Okay. <laughs> Alright. As I'm walking back to the ward, I'm just gonna hold the uh, the axe out towards Leaf. Can you identify this? I look at it. Would detect magic or knowledge religion help? Uh, religion, you might could do. Uh, you could also do arcana. I don't have detect arcana. magic would definitely tell you what mag- like what kind of magic it is. Religion. Let's see. Uh, I can cast detect magic. Anything in the way of history? Tell you what it is. No. Anybody? You're up on a roof. History might. <laughs> I know. But I'm, I'm, That's I'm, a I'm 25 uh, religion. Uh, and then also going to cast ritual cast detect magic. Okay. No, we don't have time to ritual cast detect magic, I don't think. Yeah. Um, eventually, yeah. So what, what was the... 25. 25. Uh, it's got some kind of um, necromantic uh, enchantment upon it. If you had to take a wild guess, you would say it's a vampiric weapon, which basically means that it will offer uh, it will offer its wielder extra vitality as as they as they injure their enemies. Sounds like life stealing. It's a weapon that steals the life of those it attacks. Hmm. I could see it being put to use for the horde. Then. And I will hook it into the plate, because it's a great axe, right? Yeah. I will hook it into the the, uh, the same axe belt loop that the Howling Axe was in previously. Let's go meet our war chief. I melt up onto the war Shiana will climb down off the roof and meet up with you guys. The war chief is coming in to the port. Let's I make, saw. Let us make our presence known. I'll fly back down and join the rest of them. Yep. I'm going to see if I can... And oh, I, I'm going to use this axe because I definitely could use a life-stealing weapon, but I'm going to see if I can cleanse it at all to make it look better. <laughs> like... More in line with the spirits, less in line with fell energies. I mean, it, get that, get that artifact customization going. <laughs> the, the visuals of it is just that the axe itself seems to bleed. Yeah, yeah. And has a giant skull on it. Yeah, I mean, just paint a little smiley face. I mean, skulls are fine with spirits. It's the bleeding parts. <laughs> just a little concerning. It's a little concerning. <laughs> Um, so you you ride down to the port with Zayla and a number of other Dragon Maw who are rushing down to sort of ready the port, sort of readying moorings. Garrosh and... has Gore Howl, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Um, and the uh, you you ride down and make it to the port right as the the ships are <clears throat> driving closer. It, it'll take another fifteen twenty minutes before they're all sort of. Uh, moored, um, but the Dragon Maw send out a signal that it's that it's safe to dock, and the ships pull up and begin to um, dock and moor themselves. Uh, and as the the first boarding ramp uh, is lowered down, um, a figure that is familiar to all of you at this point. Um, begins to step down. The sort of the hulking brown skin shape of the war chief of the horde 
Garrosh Hellscream with the, the demonic horns of Manoroth sort of used as, as ornamentation on his pauldron, sort of curving up and behind him. Gore Howl in his hand, his chest still only lightly armored with the, the heavy gauntlets and the boots. Very similar to my armor now. Very similar, actually. <laughs> You're both Warsong. Um, and he sort of, with Gore Howl in his hand, sort of steps down and sort of looks out and examines the area. I see the Dragon Maw. We're expecting us and have welcomed us. He looks down at Zayla. Are you the chieftain of the clan? And Zayla sort of looks up. I am War Chief. I am Warlord Zayla, now Chieftain Zayla of the Dragon Maw. And I welcome the Horde into Dragon Maw Port. She sort of raises the, the howling axe in salute. <coughs> Garrosh sort of takes note of the axe, and you see this sort of amused, this sort of amused grin, sort of this sort of cocky, sort of half smile on his face. Mm. It is good to see those who respect the might of the horde. He sort of steps down the the plank and sort of crosses axes with Zela, and they offer a brief nod to each other. We will have negotiations soon. For now, please. I must assist my warriors in unloading from our ships. Zayl sort of looks over. I'll offer my clan's assistance. Dragon Maw! Help the Horde bring their equipment and soldiers down from their boats. It's time to talk strategy and alliances. She sort of looks over at the group of you. War Chief, I must commend your warriors for their assistance in helping me reclaim the Dragon Maw for the Horde. And Garrosh sort of looks across the group of you. Ah, new warriors of the Horde. I remember you, briefly. Yeah. You are of the Bladewind, he says, looking over at you. <clears throat> A survivor, survivor of the Bladewind, son of the Warsong. Ah, I remember you now. My father, my father's advisor, spoke well of you. I, sir, I had the honor of serving under Grom during the Third War. Mm. No wonder you did so well. With the son of the war song here, victory was assured. Just nod. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that is a true statement. <laughs> The Horde will remember your deeds today. I, rec I recognize you wear the symbol of a guild. What is your name? We are the Soaring Fang. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he sort of looks over at you and offers a nod. Very well. The Horde shall remember the contributions of the Soaring Fang. And your reward will be waiting for you when you return to Orgrimmar. Yeah, you give a nod and uh, salute. <clears throat> Loktar Ogar. He nods. Loktar, and... war chief. And he sort of nods and steps past you with Zela. And the two of them start to begin their conversations um, about uh, the future of the, the Dragon Maw within the Horde as they step out of earshot and continue their conversation. This massive orc that is Garrosh, who stands larger even than, um, than Garrick. Uh, with this relatively, still large, but relatively more normal-sized Zayla, sort of towering over her. Warsong orcs' names begin with G. 
<laughs> a lot of them. <clears throat> and so you are left on the docks with the war song and well with with the horde's forces being helped with unloading by the dragon maw. So look at the others. Contract fulfilled. I believe so. Looks like it. We investigated. And we found. And now the horde's here. I suppose. So we head back. I suppose we should we also tell on. Garona about this. Yes. Where uh, is Garona still at Blood Gulch? Probably, yeah. Okay, make... She said she was going to have a mission soon, but she might still be there. It's only been like two days. We can make for Blood Gulch before returning to Orgamar. Yeah. Very well. Let's do that. <laughs> um, so you all make your way back to Blood Gulch. It's only like a couple hours ride. Um, you, you pull back into the camp and you can see that Corona uh, is sort of unbuckling some of some heavier armor as she's 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 in sort of like heavy leather and sort of unbuckling the pauldrons and letting them drop and sort of pulling off some of the more excessive bits of armor so that she can sort of breathe a little bit more. And she unbuckles a belt full of daggers and sets it down on the table next to her. I don't know if word has preceded us, but the Dragon Maw are now officially part of the Horde. And the War Chief has arrived at port. I saw the sails on the on, saw the sails on the horizon and I saw them make port. Excellent work. She says she sort of finishes pulling off more of her equipment. So, where are you headed next? <clears throat> Back to Orgrimmar, unless other unless something else arises. Well, we had a mage recently come through, and they're still here. If you'd like immediate transportation, they they are. Supposedly, someone that's skilled enough to open portals for you if you need one. Ooh, could be nice. Yes, it would be. Actually, be yes. I imagine we're not going to get the troll back on an airship. It, it won't be easy. <laughs> I mean, we can. We'd have to knock him out. Yes. <laughs> and honestly, at this point, I don't trust our track record with uh, <laughs> airships. <laughs> Most forms of transportation, but yes, especially Every airships. time we haunt an airship. We have been, yes. <laughs> yes. We need to build an airship. But if we do... Attacked by us. <laughs> attacked on it. If we do, we, we won't have guns on it. on it. Okay. We can do that. Sounds good. Actually, how about, a little, how about the reverse of an airship? So then it goes underground. A ground ship. <laughs> an underground ship. I'm, I'm for that idea. I believe the dwarves have been working on something like that. <laughs> dwarves mole machines were a thing. It'd be easier to get the troll on that. It would be. Maybe? Because of the way the, the yeah, earth is curved, we could just make a straight line from point A to point B and just go straight through the ground. I mean, there are yes. probably problems with that, but... <laughs> there are lots of problems with that. <laughs> Let's right. go find this marriage. <laughs> That's an idea. We could get a mage into the guild. <laughs> well, he's a bit of a mage. I'm getting a mage. The kind that can open portals. Uh, and so she, she sort of, like, looks over her shoulder and sort of calls out to one of the guards. Could one of you bring me Varian? 
not Varian. That's that's the wrong. That's 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 the name of Varillion. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Varian is the name of a king. He's currently not here. Yeah, no. Varian's <laughs> no, Varian. Varian's the last person you want to see right now. Varian, we, I'd have, we'd have a fight, <laughs> and you'd lose. I don't, I don't, there's enough of us. Corona's here. I, that's a fight I would pretty happily stay out of. No, Virilian, sorry. V names. He's only a fighter, it's fine. It's only an over-level 20 fighter. He's still only a fighter, though. That's the trick. Magic weapons. <laughs> With some magic weapons and some magic armor. That elemental weapon on Jerona's dagger is my leave. <laughs> He's a fury warrior, just goes to town. Just... Anyway. <laughs> he can swap. He can swap specs, yeah. He can swap specs. <laughs> cannon, that's cannon. Yeah, he goes from, he he goes from arms he, to fury. He's a nexus, he can, he can cannonly swap specs. <laughs> no, he, he also has prod. Yeah, he can use a shield if he wants to. Yeah. You know, all three. Anyway. Um, but, uh, so this, this blood elf um, sort of it arrives with one of the guards. Greetings, I'm Virilian. I'm here to open a portal for you, apparently. Rest all remarkably. Absolutely. He says, he sort of weaves his hands together and sort of forms his arcane energy and sort of reaches down. Fortunately, the capital cities have networks of energies that have been woven in to make portal making easier. It's significantly less expenditure to make one of these towards a capital city than to just some random site. He says he brings his hands out and a portal sort of opens up before him. Step on through. Dragged the cart behind him. <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of Kodos and a robot. <laughs> Yeah. They normally charge for this, don't they? Normally. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, we just helped commit a coup for these people, so... You, su you that... suspect if he wants pay, Garona will probably pay him for the portal. Yeah. yeah. He's getting paid, just not by us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh. And so you, you emerge um, in the Cleft of Shadows um, underneath Orgrimmar. Do we have, like, do we have any established... Like building, we don't have. We're, we're, we don't have we're a thinking about it. Nope. Because we did find it. that one. We should get a guild hall. We want to get yeah, guild hall in the basement mm -hmm. of that uh, in those little caverns. So unless you want to terraform that, I mean, or I could. You said you wanted to terraform that one place. No, that was, the, was tro the troll. Was vaguely oh, the troll interested was, in that. Yeah, we were discussing crazy ways to do that. Yeah. Sadly, my idea of a well, machine I, of creating water would be problematic for many reasons. I, 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 I point up to I point up to the to the the mountain ridges that surround that we're inside of one right now, but that surround Orgrimmar. Hmm. Honestly, I'd prefer up there, uh, higher up. Yes. Yeah. Well. Okay. So, <laughs> as you're contemplating this, you hear an an elderly orcish voice call out, "I'm looking for the soaring fang." Uh oh. Resident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I turn it. Turn. Warg behind me, I walk towards the voice. <laughs> and you, and well, I don't think we've made any enemies yet, so we have an entire continent worth of enemies. As you, as you, as you sort of turn, you see personally. We're not there. As as you as you turn, you see uh, an a grizzled elderly orc of sort of like um, sort of very dark blackish skin, uh, sort of gray black 
skin with this sort of long white beard sort of tied in the center with it, the rest of his of his receding hairline is pulled back into a ponytail uh, and he's got the black sort of rock yeah definitely black rock um, he's got the uh, the heavy sort of red male pauldrons of the typical um, of Orgrimmar like the grunt shoulders um, with sort of this heavy sash and banner uh, across his across his torso and uh, a well-worn axe at his side as he approaches. Ah, there you are. I received magical word from all the way across the continents that you might be returning soon. And I've been instructed to reward you for your efforts in the Eastern Kingdoms. I My, see word travels fast. Really fast. When you have magic at your disposal, yes it does. It did take us a few hours to get back to Blood Gulch. Yes. One, of the, one of the War Chief's mages sent word ahead. My name is Etrig, and I am the advisor to the war chief. Do I know Etrig at all? Uh, history. It'd be real easy. Ten. Ten? It's enough. Etrig has been the advisor to the war chief since Thrall was the war chief. Okay. Um, he is a Blackrock orc uh, who is a known advocate for the more peaceful the Thrall's horde in, in many ways. He yeah. is one of the longest standing proponents for Thrall's view of things. Um, and is a well-known voice of reason among the Council of the War Chief. <clears throat> well, the entirety of our guild is here. I say, indicating the six of us. I see. <laughs> well. We hope to grow. Understandable. Without hiring later. And I understand, as far as I understand from my perusal of your records, you have been recently established and don't quite have a base of operations yet. But Not because of yet, yeah, no. Well, as part of your reward for such a monumental task as ensuring the Blackrock clans return to the Horde, the Horde is willing to Dragon front... The, sorry, the Dragon, <laughs> Dragon, yes. Dragon Maw Clan, thank you. Yes, we haven't done that yet. Yeah, no, as, he is Blackrock. Yeah, he is Blackrock. Yeah, well, anyway. As returning the Dragon Maw Clan to the Horde... Did they leave? <laughs> the, the, the Horde is willing to front the cost of establishing your first base of operations within one of the capital cities. You have any city of your choice to determine here in Orgrimmar, in the Torrin capital of Thunder Bluff, in the Undercity of the Forsaken, Silvermoon City of the Blood Elves, or on Darkspear Village, or on the Echo Isles among the Trolls. All who vote Orgrimmar, raise your hands. Orgrimmar? That's where we are, That's where we are right now. Yeah. It's also it's the it, it's kind of the, it's yeah. the center of the it's horde. The it has all the teleporters. It has all the portals. <laughs> right. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Orgrimmar. Yeah, I would say so. I, I kind of like Undercity a little bit, but that's only because I got a crush on there. I don't know what's her name. <laughs> on Sylvanas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got with a crush on Sylvanas. Yeah. Sylvanas. Yep. <laughs> Oh, Ramar, seeing as good a location as any. Better. It has all the tel all the portals. No, the portals just said a second ago. Yeah. <laughs> this, this makes more like, sense. All the other cities have portals, but Orgrimmar has all the portals. Yeah. Orgrimmar does have the most extensive portal <laughs> network. Yeah. Best to be at the center of everything if we want to get a decent out of business. Yeah. Also, if we want to hire, if we want to hire other members to the guilds, Which the best place to be. Orgrimmar. Very well. We've got a few locations that have been 
available for an amount of time, and we'll be able to set you up with your first guild hall shortly. Um, Any of them on the cliff tops near the Wyvern Keeper? Potentially. There may be a couple of places that could be made available to you. I'll draw up all of your options for you and have them uh, brought and have them brought around shortly. Um, for now, you're free to stay within the uh, within. Um, as I try and find the name of the the shattered tusk, I believe is the name of uh, I believe is the name of the uh, the broken tusk or the shattered tusk uh, is the name of the primary inn. The inn. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> You're welcome to stay within the inn in the Valley of Honor. Or, yeah, the Broken Tusk. In the Valley of Strength, yeah. You're welcome to stay within the Broken Tusk in the Valley of Strength for as long as you need. Your stay will be uh, will be handled by the Horde's coffers until such time as we get you set up within your own guild hall. Works for me. I do need to go speak with some shamans, though. And enchanters. Yes. Enchanting shamans. <laughs> Very well. I will, I will bring the potential list of options and plans around to you uh, once I have them drawn up. It may be a couple of days. That is okay. understandable. <clears throat> it is appreciated. Very well. Welcome back, and congratulations. And you've done well for a guild just starting out. Most start on somewhat lower targets, but I see you set your sights high and aimed well. Right. <laughs> I like to kill. We sort of stumbled ass backwards into it, but sure. We just need a good script. We aimed. That's right. The line has guided us on the right course. Killing is fun. The other gives all of you a nod and turns and heads out, which leaves you all on your own in Orkramar. I am clearly the personality of this group. <laughs> Our group is many faceted. <laughs> so you're going to see. He's so you're going to see the enchanters about. I hold up the chain. The, the hooks. Ah. <laughs> and I was thinking. With me? Well, I'm not. Well, I don't know how to remove the issue of your axe perpetually bleeding. I think I may be able to. Fix it to an extent. How about an axe that bleeds fire? AKA <laughs> perpetual flame on the axe to cover up all the blood. I mean, I don't hate that, no. <laughs> will it cover it up? Will it cover it up or will it just make it look like flaming? Like blood? lava. The, 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 just make it look like lava. The question is. Will that affect the life-stealing properties of the axe? I mean, perpetual flame doesn't like produce heat or anything. You just apply it to something, and it suddenly looks like it's constantly flaming like a torch. Fuck yeah! Let's do it. <laughs> cool. I'm going to go ahead and yeah, go ahead and acquire the material components and cast perpetual flame on it because you know why not have an awesome flaming axe? Yep. Um, yeah, uh, just to 
I'll say just to, to make it mesh with the enchantment, just roll me a religion check since your magic comes from spirit. Spirit is my D point. That's my D point. Because perpetual flame just sort of lasts, so. Yes. That's a 19 on the die. Nice. And that's gonna be a 20. That's gonna be a 25 religion. So it just got more metal. <laughs> yeah. So now it looks so. like it's just bleeding magma. Yeah, so the it goes from it goes from bleeding blood to sort of slowly dripping fire off of off of the uh... Which is definitely more in line with the spirits than <laughs> than the blood. Yeah. Thank you, Leaf. Best fit. That's when you're uh, talking to your chances and chances. <laughs> Would you care to come? Mm, or do you want to inform your, fa your family that your brother is safe and found? I should, that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't think I have anything I need to check. <laughs> would you like a would you like an accompaniment for that? I can do that. I mean if anyone wants to come, they will. Well, I join you on your task and then you join me on my task. That's fine. And just in case we get jumped in Overlock. <laughs> <laughs> so, the two of us are going to her parents' house. <laughs> in case, you know, anybody wants to jump the fully armored and armed orc with a flaming axe and a sashimono of the horde. I mean, just in case. You never know. <laughs> Bring it. Morgan could be infiltrating as we speak. Clearly not smart, Morgan, but hey. Not smart, but numerous. Great. Stealthy, Morgan. They are. They're very us. stealthy. Every once in a while, in WoW, Just is it an event or is it, um, or is it a quest? Where there's occasionally like stealthing Alliance Morgan inside Orgrimmar? I think it's a quest that you have to sort of hunt down Alliance spies, and they're always Worgen. Yeah. Like, I'm just picturing getting mugged by a Worgen. It's, like it's like a low-level quest. So it's like, like early on when you're playing, when you're in Orgrimmar questing, you have to go find Alliance spies, and just stealthing Worgen moving throughout Orgrimmar. There's dozens of them. Which we learn in a recent cinematic that got released that rogue stealth is just straight invisibility. Yeah. Because you have you seen the um, the the recent the 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 home, the, the most recent cinematics? I need to show you them. They're awesome. Um, I'll show you. I know uh, you have to leave quickly for the game. Uh, what? You have to leave. I mean, it's quickly. Get to work. It's eight thirty. Got an hour. Yeah. Anyways, anyway, no, no worries. Um, but um, yeah, we're heading to. Her yeah, so house. you're heading to her house. <clears throat> um, in case, like I said, in case any alliance warrior is talking around. So you, you make your way to the Valley of Honor, where this you're... strange. I've never brought anyone home before. Really? Never. I don't have a home to bring anyone to. Fair. You think your parents have the wrong idea? Yeah. <laughs> There's a chance of it? Hmm. So... Idea, you brought home a war song. We're <laughs> <laughs> going up in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, you wouldn't want to, like, you don't, you don't want to be the person that 
that Shiana brings home to her mother, <laughs> and her mother doesn't like you. Her name is Hellfist for a reason. <laughs> um, but you, you sort of, you uh, return. Uh, I got one more screen left in my vest. <laughs> like that'll bother her. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen an you ever seen an orc monk? <laughs> yes, actually, on our Tuesday game. <laughs> um, but you you sort of enter um, the uh, the the home, and you can hear the sound of something uh, being cooked. <laughs> you know, wait. Just leave this outside. <laughs> As as the door opens, you can hear a fire in what passes for the cooking area, and uh, you surmise based on the black smoke that is pulling out that is your father cooking. <laughs> Something will be fire. That's normal when my father cooks. Ah. Do you announce yourself? Or... Oh, I just walk in. <laughs> She watches from the corner. Anyone home. No, he's, he doesn't have, he's not used to having a home. Yeah, she's 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 like, she likes to sneak in and watch for an hour and see if they talk about it. <laughs> and, and, and then she just shows up at the table. <laughs> and then she. Let's see how much you, awkward silence occurs. You, you see. <laughs> hear Garrett asking questions in the background. Yeah, you, you, you see. see you see a, um, a tall, muscular orc woman um, sort of covered in scars with this sort of long black hair sort of tied into a single long braid um, down down the back of down the back of her head that sort of just stretches down to her mid back. Garrick's hair probably needs a, a needs <laughs> this sight suddenly reminds Garrick that he needs to get his hair cut because it's probably he hasn't had a chance to get it shaved down so it's probably like long and shaggy now. Yeah. And he, she she sort of leans in the like one of the doorways at least in one of the side rooms just sort of leans on the wall as she sees Ah, it's good to see you back and I see you brought company. Yes, this is, um... Garrick and Cloud Speaker. Karak! Shiana's home, and she brought a friend. That's not going to be confusing at all. <laughs> Karak. K-A-R-O-K. I heard Garak, and I was like, oh god. Garrick. Garrick. <laughs> so many G names. <clears throat> K names. I mean... When you when when all of your culture is basically just a constant competition to see who can have the most metal names possible, you're gonna end up with some similarities. <laughs> so you going to introduce us? <laughs> oh, I, <he> said, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, did her father come in? Uh, no, that's that's, that's your mother. Oh, okay. I introduced myself. He said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes, and oh, who is right. this? Who is this random gentleman that you brought into my home? <laughs> <laughs> this is Garrick. He's uh, part of the guild that I'm part of. And you're part of a guild. That's yes, new information. I'm part of the guild. Sorry, I'm bad at this. Yes. I'm I'm part of the. You uh, save your brother. I've I've raised I've raised you for seventeen odd years. I'm aware of how bad you are at this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing. Well, yes, yes, I'm kidding to that. 
Okay. Um. You can see this sort of really <laughs> amused smile on your mother's face as she's watching you be awkward. <laughs> I, I bring news of the And you see that she sort of... Yes. Uh, how is your brother? Um, when, when is the last that you have heard from him? Uh, we heard that he was heading out to the Twilight Islands with the Blood Red Legion, and that's the last thing we knew. He was taken by Twilight's hammer. And you see her jaw kind of tighten just a bit. He was... Lead with the good news. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Not counting on the best things. Um, yes, uh, it makes people think that someone's dead for, you know, half he conversation. Was... <laughs> He was taken by them and tortured in their camp. We we freed him and the others. You see, you see her relax right as there's a crack beginning to form in the wall. <laughs> Eric's like sort of like standing up, like going, not how, not the order I would put it in. We like she will motion to like we we freed him and the others that were taken. He is safe. Good. All right. I don't have to go and start ripping heads off of people. Good. No. Not yet. Thankfully, thankfully we were there and we were able to go into the camp. Uh, and it's at this point that you see your father, who is this sort of like his hair is is cut relatively short and it's just sort of left free and a little bit wild as he's walking in with these sort of heavy leather gloves on that that is holding a platter with a board that is still on fire right now. <laughs> As he sort of brings brings it in and sets it down and very quickly fans the fire and starts patting it out. Flame carpet, I understand <laughs> No, 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 my name is Axe Carver. That's a... Uh... <laughs> Flame Carver. I see. Yes. Uh... As, as he sort of puts the, puts the fire out and the meat looks... Burnt in places, but overall the fire seems to have done a good job with it. <laughs> and you should just like sort of stand like, all right, this is the situation I'm in now. <laughs> well, if you're if you're here sharing dinner, feel free to take a seat. He says as he sort of sits and starts carving off bits of bits of the meat. I just look at Shiana. Would you like to? I mean, I need to eat, so unless you want to stand here awkwardly. Sure, okay. <laughs> Chair squeaks as I sit down in it. Because I feel like these are normal proportioned orcs, not Garrett proportioned orcs. Mostly, yeah. <laughs> it's like... You're, you, you remember the you remember the StarCraft Two cinematics? How big Tychus Findlay is yeah, compared yeah. to other humans? Yeah, yeah, sort yeah, of like it's, that. It's, it's that's what. You're the Tychus of orcs. Yeah. Sit down. Um, she will also give that information to her father. Mm. He takes it a little bit more reserved. You've always known that your father is the cooler-headed of the two. Mm-hmm. She'll also introduce him. Yeah. yeah. Garrett. I'll speak it. Good to meet you. So, how is the uh, starting a guild gone for you? He says as he starts carving out the meat and it handing pieces just down. Started. <clears throat> just finished our first mission and have a guild hall commission apparently on the way. Well, nice. Excellent work for your first mission. Well, our first mission did entail killing a lot of Twilight's Hammer, 
An ogre mage. Bringing the dragon mole clan killing, back, yes. back to... Killing a bunch of elementals, recovering a bunch of priceless artifacts, and then bringing the dragon maw clan back into the fold. Ah, the dragon maw returning, huh? Yes. And you see your father's kind of mulling that one over, like, sort of, well, on the one hand, that's a good thing, but on the other hand, you can see he sort of, like, has conflicted emotions about the dragon maw returning to the horde, and you can see your mother is decidedly less conflicted and more like, sure, but, and see, they're very, sort of, doesn't have a positive opinion of the dragon maw. Also, any food that's been placed in front of Garrick has been hoovered up. Yeah. And like, at, you don't even realize it's gone until he's just still sitting there, like... <laughs> and then it's gone. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah. It's, like, it's like a magic trick. <laughs> it's it's surprisingly good. Like, the, the burnt bits are obviously a little hard, but it was it looks like it was burnt in something alcoholic. Um, so it, it wasn't just like, I let, I light the pig on fire. It was, I doused the pig in beer and light it on fire. <laughs> doused the pig in... Right. Um, which is done in a pretty good flash cook, actually. It tastes pretty good. <laughs> At one point, he stops, reaches into his mouth, and pulls out a bone. <laughs> Puts it down. <laughs> Stoic Garrick as always. You should have just chewed it up. No, no, it was a larger <laughs> bone. It was like, like, oh, okay. like, the length of, it's like the length of one of the claw blades on her claw. On her claw. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so this is Shiros is your mother Shiros is having sort of like pulls a piece off rips into it spits the bone out yeah you never actually introduced the names of your parents so I'm still oh, like oh yeah no hi mom those are my parents <laughs> again no she's not parents. used to this my name my, my name is Shiros Hellfist the mother says and this is my husband Karak Axcarver Pleasure to meet you. Sorry, I'm not good at this. But... No, she's not. <laughs> we were aware. <laughs> Never done this before. See, when your when your brother introduced me to uh, his captain, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head, he was a little bit more elegant about it. Yeah, well, he he's a more social person than I am. Well, just because he's more social doesn't mean you can't be social. <clears throat> What's your brother's name? That's not Garrick, that's me. <laughs> Merrick. 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 Merrick and Garrick. Merrick Ishtar. Yeah, Merrick and Garrick. That's the other Yeah. Merrick was a fine warrior. We fought together when freeing captains of the horde. He is, is a fine warrior. Still alive. Is, I, what, I, was on the battlefield when we were fighting together in battle. I like to think this is the actual conversation. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, was, was in the act of being a fine warrior at the time when I met him. Is how I should have... It's good to see you're just as awkward as my daughter. Uh-oh. Not normally. <laughs> she rubs off. Well... Are you going to are you going to eventually bring your other friends around and introduce us, the rest of your guildmates? If they want to. I said anyone that wanted to come. He's the only one that can't. Uh -huh. Except for the uh Except the goblin. Goblin. <laughs> oh yes, except one of them. Unless <laughs> unless you want it for dinner. <laughs> I feel like doing you. What? I feel like doing it all doing you. He would have gone to the stables and laid down with the with the, with the, with the He would have been one of those TV. Yeah. yeah. 
Because he didn't join her last time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he could have joined you last time and he didn't. And so, <laughs> and Karak kind of looks over having issues with some of your party members. Just the goblin. Well, goblins can be a little bit rough around the edges at times, but I've found that once you've got their attention, they're relatively dependable and consistent. He likes to poke fun at my situation, which often starts from off. Yes, well... He never lets up. Fair. He will when I kill him. <laughs> Maybe that's not the best idea if he's one of your guildmates. Probably not. It's the only reason he's alive. Mm. That's the focus of the conversation we had while traveling the Eastern Kingdoms, actually. Repeat <laughs> <laughs> that on repeat. Well, I'm sure eventually you'll figure out a rhythm with him, and things will get a little bit easier. I hope so. It's fine in battle when you're killing things. What, to kill one of our guild members? No, 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 no. The two of them together work fine in battle. Oh, yes, killing yeah, things. yeah. Well, it's the not battle parts that we need to work on. It's all a battle for me. We need to be in more battles. That's, that's part all. of the problem. <laughs> and the conversation probably continues just that awkwardly yeah. for however long. Um, they have a guest room if you want, if you want to sleep for the evening. I have to go visit some shamans next, actually. And I was going to go with him. All right. Ever, you've always got room here. Thank you. You two have a good evening. I appreciate your hospitality. Of course. Any friend of our daughter is our friend as well. <laughs> Get up, walk out, grab the sashimono. <laughs> I feel better with this on. <laughs> Maybe that we have that mass tendency of running into ceilings. Yeah, that, that makes the interior. We need to make sure we have tall, tall doors in our guild hall. <laughs> you know, we'll just, we'll just have regular sized doors, and then all of them will just have this big notch. Just have hole. one large notch in the middle of the section. It's just like door, ping! <laughs> a teeny little, like a teeny little extension on the door. So every time you open the door, she's got this. It's got this one like eye on the top of it. <laughs> That's why you were so awkward. You didn't have your covered Sashimoto. Yeah, that's all it does. gives him courage. <laughs> <laughs> you really need to get better at the talking part. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I noticed. Again, I'm not used to bringing people home. It's, it's weird. It's fine. Again, I'm not used to having a home. It was awkward all around. <laughs> Fair enough. What are you guys up to while this is happening? There's a shopping. Actually, I'm going to tie along with you because I have an idea. Oh, goody. I like and ideas. I have some money to actually make it. <laughs> what about you, Brick? What are you up to? Uh, you want to tag along with those two? 
Uh, yeah, sure, why not? I don't have anything else to do right now. All right, so hang around the back alley. Yeah, so. <laughs> but first, I'm going to look stuff. for Stealthing so, Morgans. The, 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 the three of you, Morgans. the three of you tag, the three of you head out, go looking for shops. What are you looking for in particular? I still have the stupid sniper crossbow I can't use, so I'm going to sell it. <laughs> All right. Somewhere. Uh, let's roll me an investigation. 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 Where's investigation? It's also in... Oh, okay. All right. Ah, uh, seven. <laughs> That's not going to be good. What'd you get? Seven. Um, so, I mean, there's... Uh, yeah, there's the, the Shattered Axe. He has a weapon shop. Um, that is... <clears throat> it's set up in a stall outside of uh, Gromash Hold. Um, and there's also the the armory, uh, Neros's armory, uh, which is uh, a central blacksmith, also in the Valley of Strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you you can head to either of those if you're looking to sell the crossbow. I think we'll go to yeah. the um, the armory first. All right. I'm, I'm an alliance player, so. Um, so you you head you head to the armory and you can you can already you you sort of know it went from the sound of the blacksmith's hammer and you sort of follow that sound yeah and you see eventually you come you come to this large uh, central red building with sort of this pool of molten of molten metal that is sort of kept like on the outside that sort of flows in and out that sort of the the forge is very clear and obvious because you can see there's this there's this stream of molten liquid that's like right above the door that is like oh like like the like the, there's the there's the archway of the door and then there's a flat platform above that where there's this glowing hot pool of molten liquid that flows into and down into like the blacksmith is working like above a pit of molten metal like there's the there's the metal central there's the central platform of the blacksmith and then just like in a ring all around the outside of the building there's these troughs of molten steel that sort of flows around that are used for presumably just for pulling raw metal if you need it or just being used for heat um, and you're not certain how any of it works it's a weird looking blacksmith but he's sort of like in in the in the middle of it, working at the working at the anvil, and you can see sort of above each of these troughs, there's these racks of weapons that look perfectly fine despite being hung above molten steel. <laughs> they don't seem to be at all heat warped or anything. Hmm. <clears throat> okay. I'm just gonna. It takes like two, three weeks to shoot. Gonna enter with the uh, with the sniper crossbow. And just uh, say hey. Um, so you, you, one of the ones that turns to you is uh, one of the ones who's not currently working on the on the black on the black on the forge um, is a uh, a bald headed orc with just like the pair of sideburn sort of like heavy mutton chops. Uh, they're sort of faintly purple, one of the standard orc hair colors. Uh, and he's got the sort of like heavy plate armor that he's that he's wearing with sort of the the curved spiked pauldrons. That sort of form like a a a, a, um, a sort of like a U shape, sort of like on upside like a 
like a curve over the shoulder, sort of extend off to the side just a little bit with spikes on the tops. Um, he sort of turns around. <clears throat> Greetings. Welcome to Neros' armory. I'm Neros. How can I help you? Uh, <clears throat> I picked up this little toy a while back, and you can see it's not my size. I would like to see if you'd be interested in obtaining it. Sort of off, he sort of extends a hand, sort of take a look at it, and he sort of look at it, takes it, sort of turns it over in his head, in his hands. It's fine craftsmanship. Uh, are you looking for sell or trade? Uh, what do I want? I can't think of anything I want right now. Um, not specifically from an armor, right? Uh, you know, um, just just uh, sell. Well, you can trade for raw materials. I could if I could get a better deal out of it. I can I can offer you a hundred gold for the crossbow. Hundred. Yeah, I suppose yeah. I can't. Haggle for all your life's worth. You could what? you could potentially get more in raw materials than you could get in gold. As well, for what it's worth. Mm. Okay. Uh, um. Well, what do I see about, about raw materials? Just miscellaneous iron and steel and stuff? Or? Yeah, there's steel, so there's some, there's some, uh, some screws, some heavier uh, metal material, general oh, scrap. I enough that I could pick up like uh, a bunch of stuff if I... <clears throat> oh, what about, uh, instead of for gold, for uh, some of this, uh, some of your... Scrap, scrap stuff uh, that I could use for building my own little toys. I could uh, potentially part with an amount of materials and metal. I could certainly give you a better deal on material. Okay. Uh, he sort of looks around and sort of sees where the raw material's at and sort of starts to gather up an amount. Sort of sets it on a table that's in the middle of the room and sort of stacks it up. I'll give you about uh, this much. It's 150 gold worth of okay. 100, 150 gold worth of uh, scrap. Okay. Sure, I'll do that. That's for your tinkering stuff. For my yeah. <clears throat> Try to take a bunch of trips out to my wagon. <laughs> Pile it all up. <clears throat> okay. Then you get 150 yeah, gold worth of raw materials. Okay. I'll, yeah, I'll take a. The raw materials. I mean, I'd say I could help you carry that, but I have a lower strength than you do, so. <laughs> I mean, you can still help, but you just won't be able to carry as much as he can. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to insist that no matter what, no matter what uh, guild hall designs we do, Brick gets his own private bathroom, and it's just called Brick's Shit House. <laughs> 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 yes, it has to be well built, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> built like brick shit house. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, also, before I leave, do you have any use for a pair of earth elemental? Those, um, those are probably bracer. Those are yeah. probably better for so? like going to a yeah. That's right. To an arcane yeah. cellar. Yeah. Right. Go to magic stuff. Okay, I could, yeah, we, I got to go magic place anyway. I could certainly offer you a price on those, but it probably wouldn't be anywhere near as good <clears> as if you went to one of the reagent well, like, cellars. I'm gonna this magic book anyway. Because what? 
magic. Because what specifically do the bracers? Because like they're just sort of designed to bind elements. Yeah, they're right, they're they're, they're used in binding elementals. Yeah, mm. it has. Do you want to make an elemental? I mean, not specifically an elemental. But I think if there's any ways I could finagle with that idea, turn them into just bind bracers of binding. Four. Yeah. Or I don't know. Yeah, we found out in convoluted elemental cannon or something. There's uh, there's Horthus over at Spirit Fury uh, Reagents who might be able to buy something like that off of you. Also, there's the new magic shop that recently set up in town. Mm -hmm. uh, what was it called? Um, uh, Forsaken Earth, I believe was the name of it. I'm so glad you didn't say McMagics. <laughs> yes. Oh, but... No, that's the new restaurant that opened up. Yeah. It took me a second. I'd almost forgotten. About <laughs> the McMagics. Uh, Fors Forsaken Earth you can find directly across in the Valley of Wisdom. Okay, thank you. Uh, it's a new individual uh, set up shop recently. Okay. They might be looking for some new wares. At the very least, I need to grab stuff for new project I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Because you see, ritual casting, detect magic, or detect good and evil, or detect poison is like, you know, yeah. it's, it's a ritual cast. It's long, it's annoying, it's tedious. <clears throat> I right. always have them up and make goggles of detect poison, magic, good and evil. Okay. What does he do That's that? what I'm thinking. Oh, alright. So... Yeah, what do you want to make goggles of? At least until they're... Because I'm only... Still a third level tinker, but would I be able to do something like that? Like goggles that would be able to maybe switch okay. between spectrums? Spectrums of magic. Yes, well. Multi -spec multi spectrum poison. detection goggles. Is yeah, poison? detect poison, detect magic, and detect good and evil. Potentially. Hmm. <clears throat> well, that's what I'm thinking of making. We can write. We can go over what the rules for that specifically would be later. But yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm. I'm also thinking of uh, making a poison extractor and maybe a gas gas mask for everybody. Mm -hmm. Type of thing. Yeah. They could do a poison. Yeah. Well, Always a good plan. You're probably looking at about seventy-five gold worth of materials to build a gas mask, and it just sort of gives you advantage on saving throws against poisons. And stuff like that. Anything yeah. airborne. Right. Anything, any, anything, anything <laughs> inhaled, yeah. Okay. Just that sounds good. Less than mm -hmm. um, then, uh, so where are you headed? Are you heading to... To the, the new magic shop. For the for, uh, okay. yeah. <clears throat> so... Uh, you head to you head across the Valley of Spirits, or Valley of Wisdom, rather. Um, and uh, inside the Valley of Wisdom, you sort of ask around, and you get directed to this this small small building um, that's been set up called Forsaken Earth. Um, and you walk inside, and it's very low lit. Um, there's sort of very sort of faint purplish lights from these purple torches that have been set up on the interior. Um, and you sort of look around and you can see that um, there's a variety of desks that have been set up and, and countertops and um, 
You don't see anyone inside, uh, and, but then a few moments later, you hear this sort of vaguely sepulchral, sort of faintly echoey voice sort of call out, All right, hold on one second. And you... you uh, hey, it's that guy. Um, it's the Forsaken Dwarf Man from Thousand Needles. Uh, Razor Hill. <laughs> Razor Hill. A few a few moments later, you see yes, this this forsaken, this undead dwarf, this sort of like this very bright red beard that sort of slowly started to fade, uh, sort of uh, step out and sort of look over at you with a sort of like glowing yellow eyes. Ah, it's you, Lord. I haven't seen you down here in a while. Good to see you again, especially under conditions that don't involve the world ending. Yes, well. <laughs> I figured uh, moving my shop up to Orgrimmar would probably be a little bit better for business, so here I am. What can Grimlock do for you? Well, I happen to have a new idea that I'm pursuing and designing, and I think I'm going to need a lot of lenses. All right, what can I do for you? So I'll sort of, like, describe the general idea of what I'm going for, sort of this yeah, idea of basically making it so that it's perpetually got a little bit of enchantment for the lenses that can then be swapped out and essentially makes essentially it would work by making the ritual casting absolutely trivial. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't even really need that. So anyone who could theoretically cast those spells would just be able to use it for free easily. Yeah. I could probably rig together something that'll sort of accelerate that infusion of magic for you. Well, I'm looking for the materials myself here. I'm uh, trying to get a little bit more experience in techno magic as it is. All right. Um, hmm. Obviously, I'm sure you know a lot more about this than me, so any kind of... Glaring flaws, you see, would be nice to know about now rather than perhaps after blowing myself up. It's a fairly simple contraption. I don't think you'd have to worry about anything that major. Uh, you need, you definitely need different materials for each lens. Uh, probably tiger's eye for one, quartz for another. Uh, maybe diamond if you're looking expensive, but uh, probably something maybe ruby, cat's eye uh, for the third. Um, just just to make sure the, the, the interweaving magics don't sort of mingle across and you get sort of this magical mishmash where you're just picking up everything and nothing and not being really being able to tell what's going on with it. Gemstones do tend to focus magic well. Um, so you probably want, like, I'd say optimal, probably good and evil, you'd probably want Tiger's Eye, uh, Poison, probably looking at, uh, see, uh, Quartz, uh, and... You said poisons, uh, probably um, uh, probably uh, well, poison could be run to a couple of that. Uh, I'd say diamond to be the best, but if you're looking for something that that'll do, it's not quite as expensive. Um, uh, probably emerald. <laughs> Uh, 
but I've got those gems here for you if you're looking for them. I can cut the lenses for you as well. I'm not a gem cutter myself, so that <laughs> would be helpful. What price range would be looking would we be looking at here? Uh, well, if you're looking, uh, probably about a hundred gold for the cat's eye and quartz. Uh, emerald's a little bit trickier to cut and to make a lens out of. Probably looking at 150 for the emerald lens. So 350. That sounds reasonable to me. Perfect. Cool. I'll go ahead and get that and any other smaller knickknacks I may need for okay. putting the goggles themselves together. I haven't gotten the other uh, work orders in right now, so give me a give me a day. I'll have it ready for you. All right, I can wait for that. <laughs> um, and you probably just need another hundred gold total of materials to put together the rest of the apparatus. Cool. So, 400, 450 gold grand total, and you'll probably be able to put it together. Excellent. Okay. So, also, I have a uh, the magic book that I do not... I don't really have use for this, do I? It was an arcane book, I think, or something that was... What was your um, oh yeah the spell book one the spell book yeah yeah I don't, um, you can definitely sell it you can probably sell it here yeah I, um, I was wondering if you'd be interested in uh, acquiring this oh spell book let me see it real quick yeah he sort of takes it and it has do you remember what spells were in it no we I, we never went through it okay so so yeah he sort of flips through it <clears throat> and decent spell repertoire in here oh there's one I haven't learned myself I'll take that one uh, sort of flips over. Uh, hmm. uh, I'll say I could give you for the qualities of spells that are in this book uh, 300 gold for the book okay that sounds good I'll pay you 300 gold take uh, the book from me yeah I'll just take it more gold and, uh, just <clears throat> I also have a potion here I don't know what it is can you tell what it is? I got it at the same time as that, as the spell book. Because mm -hmm. there were three things on that and I used the other thing, but this, it was a potion that was with that. Same, same guy that had spell book. Do you remember what it was described as? It was just a potion, a bottle. And we didn't have time, but it was during a fight. I believe, I, I, I believe this was the potion that has like the two swirling mixtures, like yes. sort of the, the, oh, the black okay. and orange. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So he sort of looks at it. Uh, oh, well, I can tell you this. This is a potion of speed. Oh, I could use something like that. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. And actually, on that topic, have you ever heard of... Was not was Noggenfogger a goblin or a gnome? The goblin. Have you ever heard of a goblin named Noggenfogger? Uh, I, I have. Mayor Meryn Noggenfogger is the mayor of Gadgetzan. Yes, and... Supposedly, there's this Noggenfogger elixir named after him that I somehow came across, and I'm slightly scared of it. <laughs> you have Noggenfogger elixir? Yes. Yeah, I have no idea what it does. Have any of us tried it? Nope. No, I have one thing of Noggenfogger elixir, and I was scared to death of it. And I was like, if I'm going to die, I will drink it, and maybe I'll explode on my enemies. <laughs> 
Because, yeah, drinking something, drinking a magical elixir made by a goblin could do anything from turn me into a chicken to make me desire to pay every single goblin I see exorbitant amounts of money to maybe even something good. Who knows? So, give you laser eyes. Hey, the, uh... Noggin Farmer's Elixir is a, uh, it's a fun party trick, uh, and it provides a variety of different, um, <clears throat> magical augmentations, shall we say. Um, never quite sure what you're going to get into it. There's three well-known, um, effects that it causes, uh, and then there's always the occasional possibility of something wild and unique in each dose. Um, typically speaking, the three most commonly recorded effects of a noggin fog or elixir are, uh, one, the state known as breathless, uh, in which you uh, sort of take on a pseudo-undeath, pseudo-skeletal appearance, you don't need to breathe for a short duration of time, and can ignore uh, the effects of inhaled substances, and can walk underwater without problem, because you don't need to breathe, with the side effect of looking like a corpse for a while. <laughs> Um, there's the shrinking, uh, effect, which causes you and anything you're wearing or carrying to shrink down to about half your size. Uh, and there's the lighter effect, which causes you and everything you're wearing to lose half of its mass and just sort of become less affected by gravity and fall slower any time you drop off or something for a bit. I like, I like the idea of somebody explaining this potion in-universe and going... Uh, there's the, the 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 shrinker portion that reduces you by one by one size category, whatever that means. <laughs> like like that was written in the that's written in the details. It's like reduced by one size category. Brackets whatever that means. Brackets. <laughs> that would be gnomish. Yeah, I think that would be goblin too. I think both I think both would use that. Yeah, uh, and. It's one of those cross-sections of gnome and goblin culture. And then, again, as I say, there's also the rare opportunity for something else to happen. I don't think I want to know how this was invented. Mayor Madden Nogginfogger got bored and probably drunk one day. Drink it. You're subconscious. Yes, and I can identify that part of my subconscious as being the part that... One of the two of you is ingrained into me. Why? Why do you have either As of them player, in your subconscious? I just, you do it. <laughs> Why would Leaf have either of them in his subconscious? They're my shoulder devils. <laughs> two of them. They just kind of get overridden a lot. For Shiana, it's just kill it. You know you want to kill it. <laughs> to which I say, no, I really don't. <laughs> what would Garrick do? WWGD. <laughs> He would probably get it. Here, give me money for this. <laughs> Fascinating. Well, at least it's nothing permanent, right? Theoretically. Uh -oh. Hopefully? Yeah. Oh. No, it's, it's all been temporary. It usually lasts about a, anywhere between a minute and an hour, depending on the effect. Well, good to know that drinking at least won't kill me. Usually. Unless you get that one in a million, you know... We don't know what happens when you want for it. <laughs> WWGD. <laughs> uh, I'd give you. Uh, I'd like to think you're the lawful part of my subconscious. Just, uh, 
Or at the very least, the same part. Give it away. I am long. 150 gold for it. That's better than having a random bottle of chaos. Like I said, the, the, the something else that isn't one of the big, big three is a very rare occurrence and usually doesn't happen. I've only seen it. I've only seen something else happen a couple of times. <laughs> and I've seen plenty of idiots take a shot of Noggin Fogger. I don't think I'm going to join their ranks anytime soon. It's usually, it's usually uh, pr generally immediately following uh, various versions of watch this. Yeah. <clears throat> you did mention party trick. Oh yeah. Hold my beer. <laughs> Hold my noggin fogger. <laughs> no, hold my beer. Drink the noggin fucker. <laughs> Don't ever let Garrick say hold beer. Hold his beer because it's a keg. It's like <laughs> leaf just collapses under the weight. <laughs> I mean, like, you have the lowest strength in the party <laughs> by a lot. I think. I think. What's what's your strength, Brick? Twelve. I have the highest strength in the party. I was just yeah. sure. Eighteen. Because I think the troll is sixteen. Yeah. Wait, what's yours? Fourteen. So we have. I put everything eight, in decks. So we have 18, 18 16, 16, 14, 14. 12, 10, 8. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my, that's my array. <laughs> that's my favorite array. I love that array. But yes, I take the 150 and. Take the 150. Get rid of the. We're going to see shamans. Pure Enchanted shamans, specifically. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what, you don't like having a Noggin Fog Relixer around? Oh, Crag would have taken a shot of it in a second, but I'm not Crag. <laughs> you were like, okay, I can carry this around for a rare occasion and, and, as long as I'm not going to die. And then you said, unless you get that one in a million. It's like, nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's basically on a D100 if you roll the 100, something else that happens. Would be, that would be a night elf shot. And then you roll a D10,000? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roll a d10,000 on that crazy chart of everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you have something? or No. Okay. Uh, I guess the only thing would be, as they leave, I would ask him, what's the one in a million shots? <laughs> it depends. Every, every potion's unique. I've never seen... Like, I've seen the, the one in a million shot a couple of times. It's never been the th same thing. Wow. It's just not one of the normal three. Uh, one person um, exploded. Was fine afterwards, but exploded. Uh, uh, another person uh, grew wings uh, that lasted until they got about 50 feet in the air and then dropped. Hmm. Um, they were fine afterward. I can do that on my own. <laughs> Another person um, grew a second head. That was impressive. Oh. Lasted for about an hour. They had a long conversation with themselves about how about their life decisions and decided they didn't like a lot of them. <laughs> Makes sense. Two-headed uh, Garrick. It's it, it it's now. like I said. I've never seen the same one twice. I see. The only thing worse might be a two-headed Josh. We don't need it. We barely need a one-headed Josh. So Shiana, not the place. <laughs> a two-headed a, a, a two jungle tall is the same. I don't think my friend would have liked any of this. Thank you for your time. Of course, of course. Yeah. I'm here if you ever need any more uh, magical assistance. Okay. Good. Indeed. And I, I go and She's right. plan them again. Mm -hmm. right. 
So meanwhile, you guys are headed for shamans. Yes. This is going to pick up some yeah. general stuff like Flogus and things like that. Yeah, you can just go ahead and take your prize. Genders, not shaman strippers. Shaman. Why was that a subject of conversation? <laughs> I said enchanting shaman. Her first thought was strippers. To which my response was, the spirits move through us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. I love it. That's what night elf shamans. <laughs> or blood elf shamans. What is it? Mm, this is the reason why there aren't any of those. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a club. That would be a club in... In Silvermoon? In yeah. Silvermoon. yeah. There is there is a club in Silvermoon where shamans are strippers. Like, they, that exists <laughs> canonically. <laughs> that would be a thing. Silvery, Silvery Moon is Las Vegas. No, Silvery Moon is forgotten. Realm. Sorry, Silvermoon is Las Vegas. Yeah, Silvermoon is pretty much the Vegas. Silvermoon is also Las Vegas. I mean, yes. <laughs> So, you guys Actually, had... No, no, in, in Forgotten Realms. Uh, uh, um, Waterdeep? No, not Waterdeep. Uh, the one in the north. Neverwinter? No, north. Luskin? Yes. Pir Pirate Luskin. City? Luskin is Las Vegas. Yeah. Never, Neverwinter is south of Waterdeep. Yeah. Because it's Neverwinter. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you, you head to the Valley of Spirits. Um, yes. And sort of search around. And there's a variety of different enchanters. Um, uh, eventually, you sort of uh, ask around and are directed to uh, one of the trolls uh, who sort of um, looks up as you approach. Hey, what can I do for you, man? Greetings. I'm looking to get some weapons enchanted. I could probably do something for you. What you looking for? Reach back and grab the two now orcish chain hooks. I've commandeered these from some abominations we fought. I was hoping to get them enchanted with spirits of the air to make them easier to throw, lighter, and more willing to return. I could probably do something to that effect for you. Well, ah, let me have a look. He says as he sort of leans over each of them and the uh, sort of glances over. Eh, these chains ain't the best of quality, but I could definitely bind the spirits <clears throat> to them. Uh, you're probably looking at about. 500 each for an enchantment of returning gold. 500 gold pieces for covering the cost of reagents and time to put the enchantment on each of these. Take a couple of days each, about a week to complete the pair. I put down a sack of a thousand gold. Perfect. You just ask for which Dr. Umbu, and I have them ready for you at the end of the week. Thank you. Um, would there be any additional... I mean, I'm assuming there wouldn't be, but... Uh, in order to also make them... In addition to returning, easier to throw. I, that included? I figured that was something you're aiming for. That's part of the price. Okay. I, I gotta give them a basic enchantment to let them... Hold on to the spirit of the air. That's included. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. So yeah, thousand gold. Just dump it <laughs> in a bag. Yeah, they will get the plus one returning enchantment. Yeah. Means when I miss, they still come back, and I don't have to yank. <laughs> also, I can choose not to yank. I can just. <laughs> Wonder if there's a way to. Uh, there's probably is, but I don't. I, 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 out of curiosity, in the future, if I wish to make these animate. Bring them to life. That's a heftier enchantment you're asking about. Uh, that one tends to take a lot of time. But and <clears throat> typically, you'd be looking in the thousands in that case. I hesitate to give a number off the top of my head, but anywhere between two and five thousand, depending on quality of materials provided and time and expense. Skill of the enchanter. I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. My objective is to eventually have uh, animate returning chain hooks that can just grapple people and yank them to me without me having to do anything. <laughs> That's like, just have these two chains lashing out, hooking into things, dragging them back to me, and then me using my two attacks. <laughs> Get four attacks in a round. So you'll, you'll have to settle for being Kratos right now. Yeah, right now it's just Kratos, but... But soon you'll be uh, to arm Doc Ock. <laughs> yes, that's... Someday will I be too armed? I don't know. If you, if you, if you, if you keep yeah. rejecting his ideas, if, if, so... If, if, if you want... I got a great idea. Yeah. If you want to, if not, that's how about, fine. How about, how about we make you three arms? How about that? All on one side. <laughs> There's three right arms. <laughs> Not a left arm, just a second right arm. <laughs> just to make sure you're all right. <laughs> oh, I wish Austin were here for that. <laughs> it's okay, you can, you can inflict it on him later. I will. <laughs> so, then probably, uh, since it's been offered, I'll head back to the inn. Please. So you all head to the Broken Tusk, where your room has been paid for, and you are able to get a good night's rest. Are you staying with your parents? Uh, she'll probably stay at the end with them tonight. Okay. So now your parents are just like, oh, so she brought she brought a guy home and then stayed the night over at his place. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Kirk's like, I don't have a place. <laughs> oh, that's even better. He doesn't have a job or a home. <laughs> he has a job. He has a job, and they're building his home. <laughs> Dude, out of curiosity, when we went, because I wasn't here when you guys made the guild charter, did it designate a leader of the guild, or is it just a democracy? Yes, I think uh, it did ask. But... Um, I think it asked for a leader. It was... I forget if it was you or me that was put down for that. I think I want to say it was you, but it might have been me. I forget. Yeah, it was I one it was. of the two of you. I guys. look at the guild charter. Uh, the the guild charter uh, was written down with because I think I ended up doing because I ended up talking to the guild master and doing all the paperwork there. Yeah, yeah. So and I'm trying to remember if I specifically. If you don't remember, I'm going to roll a percentile. No. Yeah, no, because I. Because in my inventory, I have the charter listed down in my inventory. Okay. 
I so, think it may have been me. So you put <laughs> yeah. you, or did, like I said, that would be who did you? Who would you have designated as guild leader then? Was the question. I think I put myself, but I acknowledge that it didn't really matter because it was just a formality. Okay. Yeah. So you are you are listed as the denoted guild leader, but there's also the understanding, even in even in the documentation, that the <clears throat> guild leader is effectively none. It's listed a, as a council. It's a formality. It's mostly just who among you handles all the guild paperwork, yeah. which yeah, makes sense that it would be so. him. If we're, yeah. if, we're, we're, if we're going to... I have 14 intelligence, and I'm not going to, yeah. you know, if, randomly spend all our money on Jack. Jack take it all. If we're, going to, if we're going to hire more people in the guild, we'll want to officiate an actual command structure at some point. Jack it all first. Mm. No, no. That's that's like a <laughs> I do make them from time to time. I apologize. I didn't recognize it as a joke. Well, how much are we willing to expand here? Well, how much? How many more people do we want? Just a couple more to help tend after the guild hall when we're away, or do we want minions? <laughs> or do we want to go in that direction? Honestly, the the best way for a guild to make more like minions is to have several uh, groups of mm -hmm. several different groups of uh, in guild members that perform separate tasks to bring in money. You would have some that you would have some that perfect their crafting and sell uh, craft craft goods to sell in markets to other guilds or lone adventurers. Like or a t-shirt shows. You can have some that go out and complete missions, some that work specifically with the whole, with the military and serving as uh, mercenary forces for the horde. Some that simply go out finding, uh, exploring unknown areas, finding treasure and bringing it back to sell. A diverse, a diverse operation is tends to be the best for keeping a guild out of financial trouble. Yeah. Also for paying for the people that are in the guild. I, I agree completely. That's honestly where I was going, but I don't communicate like that. Military service. Yeah. And if we ever get really low on funds, we can always put out a play. You can be in charge of that. <laughs> One man ship. You may be able to do it. I'm not doubting it. As long as I can throw things So I suppose <laughs> our the biggest issue for our command structure will be... We need to have someone that... A guild is typically composed of a leader and several officers, each of whom would be each of whom would then have responsibilities of the further guild members below. Yeah. An officer in charge of those who lead raids into enemy territory. An officer in charge of those who might go delving into forgotten dungeons. An officer <laughs> just want to, William reacted to me dropping ter wow terms. <laughs> <laughs> It took you a second to get it, too. You're like, yeah, no, that's right, that's right. Wait a second. <laughs> no, I got it immediately. I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love just... the look on your face the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> a girl, uh, officer assigned to all crafting, to any crafts that are 
to be sold and interactions with other units. And doesn't the designation of a leader simply is who do those officers that report to? Yeah. For all those underneath the officers report to their assigned officer. And I imagine there are none of us none of us would be willing to uh, sit around and push paperwork all day, so we're going to have to, of course, find members to run operations while we may be on missions. Yes. Like bookkeeping. Precisely. Having an accountant, having an officer in charge of the accounting. A leader does not need to do all the paperwork. They can mm -hmm. have somebody who is in charge of that as part of the guild structure. Yeah. <laughs> think of, uh, in, the, in the macro sense, think of the Horde. Garrosh does not handle the treasury of the Horde. Of course not. Nor does he handle the deployment of uh, our construction or the like. Although he is asked to approve anything significant enough to yeah. warrant his attention. There are civil engineers and treasurers for that. At I'm, some point, not necessarily immediately, yeah. we don't even have a guild hall yet, but yes. uh, at We're some point there. we will need to solidify the command structure of our guild. As we become more... I, I imagine once we grounded. get new members. I would recommend having it before any new members apply. Yes. Once we have a guild hall, people will be interested in participating. That should no, simply be expected. And so with that conversation... Having been had, you all go ahead and rest for the evening, and that is where you'll go ahead and end for the week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Farewell. Well.